and we are live. No, we're not live. Dun, 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 dun. No, we're, we're just recording. We're dead. We're zombies roaming the world looking for brains. Uh, no, I'm not doing this again. No, last week was Cowboys. The week before was Pirates. Uh, uh, pirates. I'm not doing zombies this week. We've had so many complaints about pirates. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say so many. We've had a couple of complaints about we, we, pirates. We, have, we, 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 did have, we did have a review come in um, on the 20th of September from Neon9122 saying one star. Honestly, the pirate voices are really annoying. I'll just skip this season of the podcast if it keeps up. Well, don't worry, sir. It will not keep up. You will probably no. get the little show intro in the pirate voice because Night Demon really likes that one. And kind of, honestly, we do too. But but that's just the pre-recorded, you know, welcome to the show bit in the pirate voice. The rest of it will be in regular non-pirate voice. But Though he'll never hear this you because he'll won't... hear the, the pirate intro and just stop. <laughs> No, this well, is no. before the intro. This is yeah. This is us yeah. introing okay. the intro. Yeah. So I mean, he he may have already walked away and said, "Yeah, no, I'm done. The pirates, I'm, I'm out. I'll, I'll come back and write all <laughs> when you're you're doing you know what kind of voices." <laughs> pirates or... to zombies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pirates to zombies to lovers. Um, I'm upset now that we've got one star, but at least we've got a star. Hey, hey, people are listening enough and caring enough to go. This is garbage. Which, hey, I'm I'm good. At least you're caring enough to leave some feedback. I mean, I'm into it. Yeah. Thank you for the feedback. Yeah, I mean, good, bad, or otherwise. And honestly, I mean, I commend anybody for listening to that episode. Because, yeah. In my head, I sound funny. <laughs> and everybody said you sound later. funny. You, you were good. It's the rest of us that were, you know, <laughs> no, Obviously, not. it's us as a collective that aren't just gelling as a pirate crew. We, we no. cannot pull it off. They, they no, can watch, no. like, 20 hours of Jack Sparrow, but us three trying to be pirates, no. That's it. Because we, we, we suck good. at it. We, we are not good Check pirates. Yourself. Yeah, no, no, you're you're a phenomenal pirate. The rest of us, though, <laughs> yeah. not great pirates. Johnny Depp, we are not, homeboy. Yeah, I think we could no. all aspire to be Johnny Depp. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the feedback, though. We appreciate it. If you've stuck yeah. around long enough to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Neon9122, if, if you're still here, thank you for listening. And if you've given up until the end of the season, I also understand. Maybe you'll come back. Maybe you won't. But uh, yeah, pirates are done. That that's done over with. We just no, no. pirates, pirates aren't done yet. Pirates are not done yet. Because guess what? We're gonna roll the intros. Avashi and welcome to Two Titans and a Destiny Two podcast. Are dedicating bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran pirates alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy hornswoggling your booty even more. So with all that said, let me introduce you to me ragtag crew. The scurvy sea dog Purdy, the son of a biscuit eater, no one respawns in real life, and me, your captain, for this treacherous voyage, Night Demon! Arr! So, uh, yeah... Welcome to not the pirate show. This is not the pirate show. I am not your pirate parody. Over there, to, to my north, presently, who is doing his best uh, Home Alone, Lost in New York impression, is Respawn, who, who aspires to get back to from New York into what used to be Florida. We think there's some Florida down there. We're not really sure. It might just be Gators and yeah. Ocean now. It's yeah. unclear. And then to the man, relatively to us, to the far east, actually, exactly in the middle of the entire world. 
in the United Kingdom. Thank you. We, we are in the middle of the yeah. Everything revolves around us. Yeah. And you to answer your question, zero. where I live is still there. Where my car is is still there. Now, the path to get from my car <laughs> to my home, I just saw on a friend's feed, is about two and a half feet underwater. So that's a so, bit tricky. So wait, I have a very important question, a, a very important gamer-related question to you. Caulk the wagon, float it, and float it across. Do you hire the Indian guide? How do you get home, or do you ford the river? Oh, I'm definitely forwarding the the river. I'm forwarding the river, forwarding the river, right? Uh, no, I will not get malaria. Uh, my 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 donkeys will not die, and uh, I'll make wheels. it across. Do you think your wagon wheels all come with you? Uh, well, the, I'm hoping, right? If I close all the doors and the windows on the minivan, I'll float. And if that's the case, the tires will just used will just be used to propel me through the water. You're going to lose half your party and like 400 pounds of food. <laughs> I'm okay with the food. And it, wait, half my party? I'm the only one. Wait, hold on. Wait, what? Uh, you know, it happens. So yeah, so now now people know who we are. They know where we are. Yes. Um, sort of. We're, we're, we're threatening to talk about Destiny at some point. I mean, we, No, we always covered, talk about Destiny. That's all we, we talk about. We've covered Hurricane. We've covered Oregon Trail. Uh, we've mentioned you know Home Alone 2. We're, we're good, I think. Now, now I suppose we can get into uh, some some of this, you know, game lifestyle, lifelong addiction we're we're fighting. Mm, yeah, fighting. So we're, we're, no, we're, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe not fighting super hard, but fighting nonetheless. Yeah. So where where should we start this week, Nighty? And where where should we begin on this Odyssey uh, of next week, well, Budgie Destiny? Next week, Budgie. You always get it wrong. It's next week in Destiny. You, personally, you, Respawn, you can stop the Vex incursion in the Glassway Nightfall. And you can enjoy bonus Nightfall rewards. Now, just want to clarify, they're saying rewards. Sometimes that means XP. Sometimes that actually does mean bonus rewards. Sometimes they're not even sure until it actually goes live. So we're only telling you what they've told us, personally, you know. Luke Smith emails me personally each week and says, tell the people this, man. That's it. So I'm only telling you what he sent me in bullet points. Oh, something better in Nightfalls. Yeah, something is coming to the Nightfalls. He also says Showdown is coming to the Crucible. And Parody is here to tell you what Showdown is and how to play it properly. Showdown is effectively Clash with Rounds. Two teams must duke it out to obtain as many kills as possible. Whichever team has the most defeats wins the round. The first team to win three rounds wins. It takes the fun of Clash and slows it down with arbitrary round resets. And nothing and adds nothing to the mode. Out of every Crucible Labs mode, go down with the least innovative of the bunch. So yeah, kill each other. And if that's not right, then uh, you'll figure out next week and you'll tell me that I'm wrong. Okay. So also in the Crucible next week, we have Crucible Labs. Zone control. Ooh. So, first of all, parody. What is Crucible Labs? And then, second, what is zone control? So, Crucible Labs is theoretically, you know, a thing you would use to try out new new game modes or new versions of Crucible. And they brought it out, and then they forgot about it for many months, and now it's back. And zone control 
you would think they would have put zone control up and then trial zone control, sort of leading one into the other. But if you've played trials this weekend, it's trial zones. So there is a single zone. What zone control is, is a little bit different, is you just need to control the zones. You can kill people, but only in service of the zones. So how you win the game is you need to capture the zones. Period. Full stop. Get kills. Only keep people from your zones. That's it. Control the zones. Capture the zones. Throw more grenades and win. So you get more points for controlling the zones. So the more zones that you have, you get more points. The kills that are like generated are just don't go towards the points. Is that what you're telling me? Exactly. It's but just, I still have to kill people to keep them away from my zone. It's a game where the objective is the only way to win, but no one's going to play it anyway. So but they could because it's a crucial labs and the they game. want you to test it out to make sure that it's working because they've obviously tweaked it. That's why it's in the labs. That's that's what they claim. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they've tweaked on it. And, and they did, they... I think, and, and I think last week they did fix the that the Crucible Labs playlists weren't giving you credit towards different things. So if you actually play in there now, it should give you credit towards bounties and, you know, getting things done for the week. And I do believe, like, standing on, like, the capture point moves very fast, doesn't it? And does it move faster when you have more people standing on it? So it's working as a team as well will capture that zone a lot quicker. Yes. I'm assuming so, because that's how it works and almost everything else. And yeah, it's it's you just get you just get points for controlling zones, not with kills. Whichever team holds the most zones for the longest amount of time wins the match, since points are awarded every so often for main, maintaining control of the zones. So yeah, it's every couple seconds. Like as you control one of the two of the zones, your points will tick up. Obviously, you get more points more quickly the more zones you hold. So yeah, go control the zones. Go take your your best, most enjoyable loadout of you don't get to stand here and control the zones. Speaking of loadouts, do you guys know who Mr. Fruit is? Yes. I know the name. Mr. Fruit, in his, in his recent episode, he uh, goes into Trials and he plays as a as a hunter. And he goes, yes, this time I'm playing as a hunter. I know it sounds so wrong for me to say, but it just feels so right. <laughs> so you guys may have lost the Titan to the Hunter Brethren. <laughs> yeah. there's, three, there's three characters. Play amongst all of them. Do what you like. <laughs> Negative. There's only one. There can only be one. And then he. Died. And now we've covered Highlander. Mm-hmm. And for your pinnacles next week, for your pinnacle raid, you can have access to the Garden of Salvation and get pinnacle rewards. And your dungeon for next week is the Prophecy Dungeon, which will award you pinnacle rewards. Plus, we have King's Fall and the Duality Dungeon, that is always up. So yeah. Oh. Oh, 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 demon, 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 demon. Uh, two weeks ago, did you know that the, uh, the, the featured raid was the, um, last seasons? The featured raid was last seasons. The featured raid two weeks ago was the raid from last season, the one that gives you the pulse rifle, uh, the Valve Disciple, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, uh, I didn't know about it until Sunday night before I had to come to work, and then obviously there was the reset, right? Uh, on Tuesday, and I was like, oh my god, what? That's the thing? And they're like, yeah, dude, we're from and Rolk. And I'm like, oh my god! So, it took me 50, that's a new record for me, 5-0 runs to get the exotic pulse rifle from this exotic raid. 50! Dude! Mm, that? The, 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 the void pulse rifle that eats debuffs and then spreads them around. Like the obligation? 
Yes, that's it. Collective collective obligation. But yeah, so for those of you that missed it, I'm sorry. I almost missed it myself because I didn't know. And yes, I know I'm on a podcast, but I don't remember you saying it was about the disciple. It's because, you know, when we get to this point in the show, the, the opening of the show, every single week, your brain what? shuts off. You do not listen to us. <laughs> I can't help it. It's so I boring. I try. I honestly just, just try, until next man. week when, when Respawn realizes we've given out his social security number, his flight information, and people <laughs> greet him at the airport. He won't know why they're there. I, d- I told you it was a big surprise. Yeah, but Valve the Disciple, I, just, I didn't process it, man. And Okay. But yeah, so... With the Garden of Salvation raid, there is no farmable exotic. With Last Wish, you've got 1,000 voices. Vault of Glass, you've got the Myth of Glass. But Garden just has the puzzles for that guaranteed divinity. So it's not. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the divinity is what you get from there. Mm. But divinity is like the puzzles that you have to solve going through it. Yeah. You you can farm like the different weapons and you can also farm your spoils and everything else. So it's it's a good fun raid. So it's a good one to kind of get your teeth into for different mechanics in the game. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a fun raid. It's all right. It's I mean, I like, I like, I like uh, Vow of the Disciple. I like Deepstone Crypt. Deepstone Crypt, I think, was a fun raid, especially when you're crashing back down to the planet. But God of Salvation, a lot of people liked it, and I would just, I just went through the motions. I don't quotes like Garden of Salvation. I don't think it's, it's, it's a very fun raid. I just, I do it because I had a goal. But you know, given the choice, I'd do something else. Would you run? The Glassway Nightfall next week over and over. Oh, over no. Hell no. The DFA. Glassway DFA. Those are both bad. Ew. Ew. So if you're if you're running Nightfalls, DFA is the weapon for the Glassway. So the DFA yes. for, you, for you guys that don't know is a hand cannon. It's a hand cannon with a unique archetype. Um, but just like a spoon with a hole in it, unique does not always mean good. The archetype of this hand cannon, you shoot two bullets... At the same time with one trigger pull. And no, I don't mean like a, a weird pulse. I mean like the exact same time, two bullets, one pull. Problem is, your damage is not per bullet. This damage is divided between these bullets. And yes, sometimes you can miss one of them and do less damage. <laughs> it's just a really bad head cannon. It was a cool idea. But the way they mathematically did the bullets, it's just bad. Now, if you maybe got each one of these bullets had its own independent damage, like each separate trigger pull is a bullet, then yeah, it would be amazing because you would essentially get twice the damage with one round. But no, because they've divided the damage between the two rounds and not evenly either. One of them does more damage than the other. So it's just, it's, they had an opportunity and then they just dropped the ball. So n- definitely not a farmable gun unless you just want it for the the uniqueness of it. So speaking of the Glassway next week, Parody, do you want to tell people all about the Glassway? Yeah, I was looking at the champion pictures going. It's got the triangle one and the little um, circle, circular one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barrier, the, and oh, barrier and overload. Yeah. Yep. You're, you're gonna fight. You're gonna fight some uh, some solar. And some arc shields. And you're going to have a 25% bonus damage dealt if you're using Void. But you're also going to receive 50% extra damage from Void. Mm -hmm. So choose wisely. Lots of X. Lots of Glassway. 
Yeah, and we'll we'll also click in the show notes, but I saw Ikajin had a Nightfall ordeal season of plunder rotation for the rest of the season of what the Nightfall was, what the weapon is, and then, you know, what the, you know, TLDR of do I want to run this? What should I run it with? So yep. that'll be handy. For some of the for the new light players, a lot of these exotic weapons now have inherent uh champion mods in them. So pay attention. Uh, you don't always just have to equip mods and legendary weapons. Sometimes you can get an exotic that does it for you. Um, and on top of that, uh, for you senior players, yes, you can use some of these mods in case you've forgotten that they are on exotics after all. <laughs> you, you know, like, call me a senior player. Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> and something Luke Smith didn't personally email me about, but I do know. Grand Masters going live next week. And what do you what is that? What is a Grand Master Nightfall, you may ask? It's a waste of time. It's a very hard nightfall where you can get an adept version of the weapons, which is also why we want to tell the people, hey, here's what the weapons mm. are, because each nightfall has its own weapon, you can get an adept version from the Grand Master. They can also put adept mods into, and respawn will tell you if any of that's worth it or not. Uh, okay, so yes and no. So a Grandmaster raid is worth it because you can't oh, craft not raid, sorry, Nightfall. You can't craft Nightfall weapons yet. So currently, the adept weapons are the best you can get out of a Grandmaster raid uh, dungeon, right? Nightfall. Um, so close. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> out of a dungeon. And what makes adepts unique? Uh, two things actually uh as night demon mentioned you can put an adept mod in there uh sometimes an adept mod just makes the weapon outright better and sometimes it's a double-edged sword like some of these mods give you extra extra range but it's at the cost of like handling or something right so some of them you get and then they take it away uh but Aside from the mods, the weapons themselves, once you masterwork them, they get extra stats that masterworking a normal weapon doesn't give you. For example, when you masterwork a range stat on a weapon, you get plus 10 in range. Well, when you masterwork an adept weapon, you get plus 10 in like range and then plus 1 in every other stat as well. Plus 1 or plus 5, something like that. Um, so... When you masterwork an adept weapon, it actually becomes outright stronger than its non-adept cousins. Mm -hmm. So take it as you will. So your adept mods that you can also get to drop from the chest at the end of doing a Grandmaster Nightfall, you can get them from the flawless chest in doing trials. And can you also get them from the raids? I think you can, can't you? If you do the master, you can uh, the 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 master raids, yes. But yeah. um. Before you start talking about master raids, you have to realize the adept weapons in the raids are absolutely a waste of your time. No, but we're not talking about that. Okay. I'm just going to tell people, so what you can look for with your adept mods, you have adept accuracy, which will give you plus 10 in accuracy rather than the standard five for the normal one. The one that you're looking out for is the adept big ones, which is dealing bonus damage to powerful combatants, bosses, and vehicles. So that's a good one to have. You can have adept blast radius on certain items, and that will give you plus 10 in blast radius. You can have adept charge time, which is plus 10 in charge time. 
Adept Counterbalance, which is plus 35 in recoil direction, but minus 10 in range. So there is a downside to that one. Adept Draw Time, which is plus 10 in draw time. And that's it. Nothing else. Adept Handling is plus 10 in handling. Adept Icarus Grip, which is plus 5 in handling and plus 15 in airborne effectiveness. Adept Impact is plus 10 in impact. Adept Big Mag is minus 15 to handling, but plus 40 kind of percent to your magazine, depending on what the archetype is. Adept Projectile Speed, which is plus 10 in projectile speed. Adept Range, which is plus 10 in range. Adept Reload, which is plus 10 in reload. Adept Stability, which is plus 10 in stability. Uh, Adept Targeting is the final one, I believe, which is plus 10 in aim assist, but minus 15 in stability. So some of them are worth it, depending on how you kind of your loadout is or the way that your weapon's set up. If you like with the adept targeting, if you can negate the 15% or the minus 15 in stability and get an extra 10% on your aim assist, sometimes it's worth it. It depends. Depends on how you want to run. But those are the mods that you will be available from doing the nightfall next week. And as it's like a, a double loot drop, supposedly, you might have more of a chance to get these to drop from the chest. And have all the DFAs you want. Or the next week, the Mindbender's Ambition will be up. Ooh. That'll be more now. That's something worth farming. <laughs> that's yeah, very so good. Something, yeah, so it's something to look out for. So yeah, so, so your nightfall weapons. If you are planning on doing some grandmasters or getting a team together, DFA Mindbender's Ambition. After that, it'll be Duty Bound. Then the Malicious yeah. Birthright. Then Horrors Least. Silica Neuroma. Back to DFA. Back to Mindbender, and we will end the season on the Duty Bound. So if you're trying to figure out when I can do the grandmasters. There's your rotation, and we'll tell you again as they come up. Just, you know, whatever the nightfall is for the week. Yep. It should be the same Grandmaster that's up, and yes. allegedly they will open them all to everyone, <laughs> which seems like it sometimes it happens at the end of the, se end of the season, and sometimes it doesn't, so... Yes, yeah, so if you've, if you've already got your title for doing, uh, I believe it's the, called the Conqueror, I haven't yet got it, if you have got your Conqueror title for doing all the Grandmasters in a season... You, at some point, and I believe it's when this goes live, is there is a node that you can then select all the Grandmasters for that season and do them as and when you want to do them. Us peasants that don't have the Conqueror title, we have to wait for them to unlock the node towards the end of the season. And for the last, I'd say, two or three seasons, it's been bugged and hasn't worked. So we've just had to wait each week when the Grandmasters have come up to actually get them done. Bungie could have fixed it this season. We don't know. We haven't had any kind of communication on that one. But your requirements for getting into a Grandmaster, you have to be 1595 in power. Now, that is a mixture of either your artifact and light level. So if you've kind of maxed out your artifact and you're like plus 25 in that, but only up to 1570 in your powerful gear that you've got equipped, you're fine. You can, you know, it's a mixture of whatever. But the power level for the enemies is 1620. Now, you can be over that. You can be over 1595. You can be 1600 if you want to be. But the, you will be capped at 1595, and the enemies will still be 1620 in power. So it is a little bit more challenging, but some of them are really good fun to do. I could see that the Light Blade next week is going to be a good fun one to do if Mindbender's Ambition is up. And the Disgraced uh, 
the malicious birth malicious birthright is quite a good uh, grenade launcher. But then the week after the Exodus crash, ooh, uh, yeah. Malicious Birthright has new roles on it, right? So that might be something to look out for, too. I know Mindbenders has new roles. And for those of you that don't know, Mindbenders Ambition used to be just all over Crucible. Now, although it's still a good shotgun, it's no longer the best. It is still very good, though. But what makes the Iron, the, the Iron, <laughs> the Mindbenders Ambition so good is aesthetically speaking, it is. An absolutely gorgeous shotgun. You have hive runes all over this that glow when you fire this bad boy. It's it's beautiful. It is a beautiful aesthetic shotgun that can still trounce people in Crucible if you get a good roll. So definitely look out for that next week. Put it on your calendar. Yeah. So not next week, but next next well next week as you hear this. Be at the week of October 11th. We'll tell you. Yeah, that. We'll tell you the weekend before, so that oh, yeah. when this podcast comes out, you'll know ahead of time. Exactly. Although if you are trying to get your Conqueror title this season and you say don't have a friend that can get you into all of the Nightfalls on the rotations, you're going to need to look out for the week of, honestly, the week of Halloween, October 25th, is the only chance for the Disgraced Nightfall to be up in the rotation. Everything else, starting with Glassway, has at least two weeks to come up, but the week of October 25th, Disgraced Nightfall, with the Malicious Birthright drop, that's the only week that's up in the rotation for the rest of the season. So just be aware if Bungie doesn't fix the you can play any nightfall any week and you're going for your conqueror seal, Halloween week, take some time off, go farm that nightfall. Also, since we're talking about building teams, right? Um, there's a new feature that's been added to our Patreon. I don't know if it's been updated on the website as of this recording, but for those of you that join our Patreon, we go to our Patreon secret channel and we look to recruit people for our teams there first. Before moving on to LFGs, clan, things like that. So if you want an even better chance or opportunity or a lottery to play with one, two, or three of us on a team, then that is where we're going to go first, looking for people to join our teams, and then we'll look elsewhere if there's nobody there willing to do so. So, um, and that is every tier uh, of the Patreon. The higher ones guarantee a Sherpa. But even the lower ones, you get a chance at a lottery to join the team. So, check it out. What do you, what are you guaranteeing people people get sherpa through, and who's doing the sherpaing? No, 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 no. You have a tier that has a guaranteed sherpa for one of the higher tiers, don't you? Uh, that's a great question. Where where would people know if they wanted to find this information? Where where would people go to? Two Titans to and a Hunter forward slash Patreon, I do believe is what it was, or Patreon dot com to Two Titans and a Hunter. I always get that mixed up with the Patreon goes. Yeah, TTAH. Patreon.com slash TTAH. Because we figured if we're if we're going to ask you for things, we're not going to make you type out all of the two Titans and a Hunter. <laughs> Just TTAH will get you there. Yep. We have different and, tiers that do different things. But yeah, even the lowest tier gets you our secret Patreon channel. And from there is where we're going to start pulling if we need extra bodies. So give it a look. And then they're all going to hit the floor. And, and you may be able to join such such fine Patreons as the Scarlet KM or the T-Rex King. Or, you know, we have a number of great Patreons who live in that channel. Hanging out all day long. All day long. The PP Girl herself. PP mm -hmm. Pipe. Oh, yeah. We have Mr. We, we Noble. And someone I'm definitely forgetting. 
and Zep Orbit. Zep Orbit, I deeply apologize. I couldn't. How can I forget what a, what a wonderful name? <laughs> yes, we love all of our wonderful Patreons. And yeah, and uh, you know, we're just getting this show started. Not the show, but the Patreon show. And uh, mm-hmm. you never know who might drop in and say, you could have a neat custom icon with your name on it. In sort of our Wait. lovely neon show style. Or you, you never know what might pop up, what might show up there. So uh, yeah, if you want to, you know, dip your toe into the pool and see uh, the non-pirate talking, patreon.com slash TTH. And um, <laughs> we'll see what shows up there. You never know. It'll be good fun. Might even have rolling or rotational rewards. Eh? 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 We'll see. You're Moving a, on. You're a rolling rotational reward. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and also, and Night Demon did mention Exodus Crash. Um, So yeah, Disgraced and Exodus Crash only come up once. So October 25th and November 1st, the Exodus Crash Nightfall for Grandmasters with the Horror Least reward those two weeks. So just take off the end of October, early November, and just, just play your Grandmasters. And the, man, I, I, I apparently cannot read. So it's also, de- Jesus. Well, I should just start from scratch. Okay. So you have Glassway, Lightblade, and Fallen Saber three times. And then Disgraced, Exodus Crash, and Devil's Lair once each. I, I am very bad at this. Why do people listen to me? I shouldn't do that. So yeah, if you're trying to get your, your Conqueror title, you're going to need to just get some friends together and involve some planning. And apparently learn to read an infographic or a calendar better than I can. Oh, bless you. So, uh, yeah. now, now we've nightfalled and told people about nightfalls and you, you've plugged a Patreon in the middle of telling everybody what's happening next week. I'm going to tell them about Week 7 Challenges. Challenge me. Tell me what I need to do. I will wake challenge you. Wake me up you. when September ends. It's, um, it's ended. W- wake up. It's it ended in, uh, I'm pretty oh, confident, ended. every time zone now. Yeah. Uh, just wake me up when this ends then. See? This is why you don't pay attention, and then, like, six weeks later, you go, I didn't know about a thing. This is challenges. I don't care about challenges at all. Fair enough. But I will challenge parody in the Antiquarian 7, because we are in week Mm. 7. Return the 7th relic to the helm. Also defeat powerful Vex throughout the system. Defeating more powerful combatants will award bonus progress. We would like 7 relics placed in total. And 150 Vex. So the glassway being up as the Nightfall is a good one to kind of get that done because there's lots of Vex in there. Lots of them Wyverns that will just absolutely destroy you. So run and hide, run and hide. That will give you repute and challenge XP+. plus. Efficient Expedition. Complete expeditions in each destination in under 10 minutes, please. That will be Nessus, Cosmodrome and Europa giving you challenge XP plus plus shaper two ruffians for you yeah. shaper two we have level season shaped weapons to level 10 Ooh. and three of those need to be done to collect your repute and challenge XP plus so first of all you have to shape the weapon and then you have to get them to level 10 on three weapons mm-hmm. We'll be still got to shape three weapons. That's that's the first battle. Yeah, that's the first battle, isn't it? Shaping three weapons and then get them to level ten each. That's a lot of work. Next, we have underhanded. I thought that one was underhanded. The previous one, but this one is underhanded. Mm-hmm. 
defeat targets with sidearms and defeating jolted combatants. Defeating combatants in Catch Crash and defeating guardians will all bonus progress. So 200 sidearm kills. That's going to be perfect for my Boudicca C. Oh, and 100 arc jolt kills. And that will be challenge XP plus for that. Closing in, defeat targets with machine guns, sniper rifles, and swords in Gambit. All right, all right, all right. Sniper rifles, machine guns, and swords. Oh, my. Oh, defeat back, Guardians. Back, back Gambit with you. Bonus progress. Machine guns, they'd like 60. Swords, they'd like 60. But sniper rifles, 30. That will give you challenge XP++ and some bright dust. Question. Oh, you it, are listening. It, it probably still is. It's about what we're talking about, the, the yeah. snipers and whatnot. So there is a sniper you could get a while back. It was a it was a crucible sniper, and it was one of the pinnacle weapons, right? It's where if you miss a shot, a few seconds later, it pops back in your magazine for free. Yeah. Are those still locked light, or can I bring that into Gambit? You can bring whatever you like into Gambit. It will yeah, lower your Gambit power level. So when you go against Guardians... It does. The PvP version of Gambit does have power level. Yeah. So hit your shots. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if you hit your shots. If it's if it's light locked, then it's going to really hurt your level. When you Are go you PvP. talking about well, I'm asking. beloved sniper rifle? Actually, Absolutely why not. Asking? Why am I asking you? Because you probably don't actually know. No, it's not the beloved. No, it's not the beloved. It was the Crucible Pinnacle. It's... um. Oh god, dude! Will you miss a bullet? You automatically get the bullet back. Can't even look in my dim because it's not in my dim. Uh, but no, it was a crucible pinnacle years and years ago, but not the beloved. Then it's definitely light locked. I can guarantee you, it's light locked. Revoker. That's it, Revoker. Thank you, Parody. There you yeah, go. No, Revoker, you you can use it, but um, yeah, there's so many other ones. Fair enough. So, so do I need to get kills with all three of these, or is it just a total of? You need getting kills. No, you need, need sixty I, machine gun kills, sixty sword kills, and thirty sniper rifle kills. So I do need to keep one of these sniper rifles. The game keeps hoisting upon me yes, to actually you go do. take the gambit. You do, but you don't need to do not it next free. week. You can always wait for a couple of weeks and do it whenever you feel like it. Because I'm not saying that I am saying that there could be a weapon that is dropping from the Festival of the Lost that is coming in a couple of weeks, which could be a sniper rifle, which you could use in Gambit. Oh, no, 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 I'm not I'm not going to. But but there is there is a weapon dropping from Gambit. That's one of the few weapons in the game that can Asperado. That you may think, oh I'll just focus it with the Engrams. You can't you have to play Gambit for it to drop. And what is the name? Please stop whispering, because you're, you're like falling under the radar, parody. It's a little bit. Instead, should I do an ASMR recording yes. of, uh, of, of trying, trying to get things? Yeah, so, so the yesteryear pulse rifle from Gambit, which you have to play Gambit to get it to drop, because it is not a focusable weapon, can roll with Desperado. So once I get so, it to drop, does it then become available in the focusing pool if I go and visit Drifter, or is it just a random roll? It is just a random roll. You cannot focus it. You cannot take your pile of gamut engrams and think, I'm going to just pull these out until I get one. Nope. You have to play the game, hope it drops, and hope it drops with Desperado. Question. Last season's weapon that was in the gambit pool, 
Is that now in Drifter's loot pool to focus this season? Which weapon was that? I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. And I'm assuming you are too. <laughs> Otherwise you would say it's this one. Because <laughs> I'm, what uh, I'm hoping, I... to be honest, what I'm hoping is that, you know, I don't have to play a ton of Gambit and get, if I if I miss out on getting the, the role that I want on that yesteryear, but maybe next season it becomes available in Drifter's loot pool that I can then, when I play Gambit, I can then use his engrams to focus them to get roles or more roles than what was available this season. That's what I'm hoping. So I'm hoping that last season's main weapon that he had available that is in the similar kind of vein, that it's only available once you play it, is now available in be nice. his loot pool. Yeah, I'd... if you yeah, see where my thinking remember... is going. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the weapon was. I don't think the loot pool has changed. I, I need, uh, again, this is normally where I would say, hey, respawn, go look at Drifter because you're in the game, but you're not in the game. Was uh... it the submachine gun or was it the uh, servant, oh, okay. I mean... servant leader, which was the scout rifle? Yeah, was, servant leader is a full auto. Yeah, a servant leader, full auto scout's definitely there. The borrowed time machine gun, fairly certain is there. Yeah. I, sh I should just boot up the game and go look. But yeah, but I think it's also. If, if blueberries.gg is to be believed, and hopefully they are, it's those two bottom dollar hand cannon, which everybody was farming for a while. Crowd pleaser, grenade launcher, trinary system, fusion rifle, Herod C, auto rifle, dead weight, shotgun, and then the yesteryear pulse rifle. So or maybe that it was is the, the dead weight, pool. which was last season. Yeah, that's a loophole overall. Dead weight, I know, is dropping in the pool. I don't know if it's focusable. Okay. Want to and, check out and, and I, I, I have no chat to yell at to ask about sadly so fair enough i a couple of things that we could go over regarding you helping to get those uh challenges done right so the sniper you're thinking okay what can i use for the sniper to get a bunch of ad clears at once well the legendary sniper rifle succession doubles its magazine capacity so that could be good for taking out one ad after another right you also have, it's an exotic sniper. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was a seasonal thing you had to run an activity for. Basically, it's a wizard staff that somebody put a trigger on, right? Mm -hmm. And when you get a headshot kill, lightning bolts strike down around the target, killing everything around it. And that would also where, be another good one. Where the for lightning the bolts come down from? I don't know. Zeus? Who cares? Could it be um, a cloud? No, no, no. There's... Could it be a cloud above it that so some, some cloud? sort of cloud some sort of cloud strike maybe cloud strike there you go <laughs> a strike from the so cloud it's a cloud strike sniper you? rifle which takes out whole groups at once which is going to help you get that even faster um, for the sword uh, there's a bunch of swords that actually roll with chain reaction one of my favorites is called uh, no chain reaction is even better because you hit one ad. And that ad dies, explodes, and then that damage hits other ads, and they explode. That damage hits other ads, and they explode. So with one sword ammo, one, you can kill an entire group, right? Instead of having to use a bunch of sword ammo for that entire group. And the Trials one, the Skolas' Revenge or something, Skolas' Scar, something, Skolas' something. Mm -hmm. It can get chain reaction. You can get chain reaction on a um, Vortex Blade called the... Oh goodness, the I have it right. It's called. I'm the... also just going to say that there's plentiful heavy in Gambit now, so 
it almost doesn't matter what you run with because you're going to have heavy. That's what it's called. Razor's Edge. Yeah, every time you yeah, but clear it's out, just because you, you have it all over the place doesn't mean you want to waste it, right? Get a sword with with chain reaction on it, and maybe you know whatever you can, you can use one ammo to take out a group instead of a whole bunch, and then use the rest of the sword ammo for the boss, right? Anyway, just you know, little tips and tricks for you to look into instead of trying to kill one at a time. Uh, with these weapons that we mentioned, you can kill entire groups at a time without using the extra ammo. So. You know, worth taking a look at, I think. Even if Parody doesn't want to. And do you remember how to get your Cloud Strike exotic sniper rifle? Yes. You go into an activity that has Cabal at the end, and you have to shoot the Cabal, and you get a chance for it to drop. Yeah, it, it, it's a random drop from the, not the Nightmare Hunts, the Hunts on Europa. Yes. Can you buy it yet? Just from the kiosk? Not yet. No. I don't think so. Yeah. So yeah, yeah the, no, it, it totally a random drop out of that. Yeah. So you have to hope for the um, best that you can get it. And and if you get a good team, you can run. You can you can complete the run once every fifteen to twenty minutes. Uh, doing that, I ended up getting mine in less than two hours. Some people. Um, I've never uh, so, done so, it. Yeah. Empire yeah. hunts. That's what they're called. The Empire, Empire Hunt on Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if uh, if our if our frozen leader ever got it or not. Our our new clan founder, not new. He's been clan founder for a while. But uh, God, I played with him all the time. Fuzco, haha, Fuzco could not get that beast for the longest time. He said he had like 130 runs under his belt and still didn't have it. So keep in mind, it's not a guaranteed drop. It is a chance to drop. And you do not have drop protection on this. So, but it's a good sniper rifle for Adclear. So take it's it as you wish. It's also a good sniper to have in PvP because a lot of people are find use that in trials because where you find that people bunch up a lot when they're playing trials, you know, you might find that two people are standing quite close to each other to kind of counteract you. If they can get the, the headshot on you with a cloud strike, that's both of you dead. That's both of you wiped out. So it can be quite deadly in PvP. So it is a good one to look out for in pvp and pve and can't it body shot if you're setting in a rift like in a powering rift Possibly. you can body shot one shot right i honestly can't remember i think so no, it's, it's pretty good in pvp yeah or just um you know grab any sniper rifle because you're just trying to get sniper rifle kills on pve people in gambit and uh you don't have to farm anything for it just grab the sniper rifle you've been ignoring or maybe a silica neuroma you had drop out of a nightfall because you've got it and goes Dim tells me this is good. Maybe I should keep it around. Or if you're just starting the game, don't forget if you go to the helm, there is that lovely box of tricks that opens up that will get you to power level. And they give you each, I think, different archetype of weapon and a Thunderlord exotic machine gun. So you're kind of halfway there already. There's all that stuff, all that wonderful stuff that you can kind of look at. Yeah, and the gift of the, of the Thunder Gods is very lovely and should be appreciated. And, and yeah, and they will even give you a Galu RR3 Arc Sniper Rifle. So you'll have basically everything you need from, from there. So next on so our what, challenges. Yeah, so what, what other challenges do we have? We have Fleeting Glory, which is complete crucible matches in the Glory Ranking Playlist. And you can earn bonus progress for wins. 15 of those. And that will be Challenge XP Plus, 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 and Bright Dust. So if you're not sure about that, that is on the director under 
Crucible. It's the one that nobody plays because there's no reason to. Directly underneath Control, you will find the Survival Playlist, which is your Glory Playlist. So you can either go in and try and match up with other teams, or there is a solo version. Plus, it will give you a powerful gear reward for winning seven wins. And there you go. Good stuff from that. Also, the last challenge of next week, but don't forget you don't have to do it next week, anytime, is complete a Nightfall Strike on Grandmaster. That will award you Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. Is survival the game mode, if I'm going to step foot into it, is that basically like Trials training? Where it's sort of the same rule set on Trials? You're alive yes, and it is. And your like team can revive you? Trials light, I'd say. Um, maybe there'll be people in the next week trying to get the Triumph done. Or the challenge. Maybe. Is survival three-man team or four-man team, though? I can't remember. Three. Isn't it four-man? It is three, you sure? Yeah. There's nothing for there's nothing for in the game anymore, except for gambling. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. So, on our... Just answering that question about going to the Drifter and seeing what he's got available. He does have the Deadweight Shotgun, uh, the Herod C, Auto Rifle, the Servant Leader, the Crowd Pleaser Grenade Launcher, the Borrow Time Submachine Gun, the Bottom Dollar Hand Cannon, and the Trinary System available in his loot pool to focus, as well as the armor, of course. Last season was the Deadweight Shotgun that was available, okay. I'm guessing, only from playing Gambit. This this season it is available in his loot pool. So if you don't want to go in and play loads and loads of Gambit this season, hopefully the Pulse Rifle will be in his loot pool next season. So if you get your engrams from just playing Gambit, you can then use them to focus it directly, but not this season so far. And I'd just like to give a shout out to say thank you to Google Stadia for letting me log on so quickly and get to that. Oh, Google Stadia, we hardly knew you. Yes. So have we gotten through our challenges? Have we challenged the people? We've challenged the people. We've given them some helpful information, I hope, get through Hopefully. all of those. Up next, we have our Lost Sectors for next week. Hello! Hello. So where, where would I go if I'm seeking those sweet, sweet exotics, Night Demon? So, if you are seeking exotic armor pieces, you can go to a Lost Sector. There are different ones each day. They will give you a drop of a item each day and it's the same item so it'll be helmets for the full day so you can jump on your titan your warlock or your hunter and grab exotic helmets or have a chance to get exotic helmets from completing the last sector solo um, there are legendary versions and master versions legendary versions are a bit easier to get through at a lower power level master versions are a lot harder and they're meant to be a guaranteed way or a higher chance of getting the exotic to drop but all in all i think it's better if you just run the legendary version unless you're going for the triumph which is also tied to doing the lost sectors on master and flawless on master so normally each season you can go back and check on the destination like edc europa nessus the moon and you can do the lost sectors and it will give you a challenge to do a legendary version or a master version and the master flawless so without dying but that's by the by you're here for the exotics you just want the exotics so if you are missing exotics from your collection well exotic armor pieces this is the place that you can go and farm them or play them to get a chance at the exotic to drop now each season there is a specific uh, 
uh, item that is available for each class. This season we have a Warlock Helmet, which is called the Fallen Sunstar. For the Titans we have the Point Contact Cannon Brace Gauntlets, which I'm not sure if they're actually activated in the game yet or not. They are, they are enabled, but there's no reason. Yeah, they're enabled, but there's no reason to use them. And the Geofalcon Haberk, which is the chess piece for the Hunters, and I think that one is still turned off? Is that one? It is still, still disabled. Still disabled. And hopefully half I said that correctly, and if not, then I don't care. So those are the no, ones that have come up. <laughs> so I hope that I said it right, but I really don't hope so, after all. Nope, no. never mind. <laughs> So those are the ones that are available this season that are like the newer ones that have come in this season. If you haven't got any of the exotics, you can go back and get some of the other old exotics. So if you're looking for the lovely Laurely Splendor helmet for your Titan, regardless of what's available, if you are missing that one and you've got all the other Titan helmets, the Laurely Splendor one will be the first one to drop. But after that, you have many chances of other helmets to drop. So. Let's kick things off with Monday the 3rd of October. October already. It's my birth month. We have Scavenger's Den on the EDZ giving you exotic helmets. So that will be for the Warlocks that day if you're looking for the Fallen Sunstar. Or Titans if you're looking for Laurelly Splendor. Hunters don't really care. Tuesday the 4th of October will be the Quarry on the EDZ giving exotic legs. Wednesday the 5th will be the Excavation Site 12 giving you exotic arms, and that will be the point contact cannon brace for the Titans, or any other exotic arms. Thursday the 6th will be the Concealed Void over in Europa, giving you exotic chess pieces, so that's for you hunters, the Geo Falcons. Get it, but it's not working as yet, but you can get it. There you go. Friday you'll have it when it is working. Yeah, you'll the have it there. It works, it'll be fine. Yeah, the moment it's available, you can use it. Friday the 7th will be Bunk E15 on Europa, giving exotic helmets. Fallen Sunstar again for the Warlocks. Saturday the 8th will be the Confluxes on Nessus, giving exotic legs. Sunday the 9th will be the Rift on Nessus, giving exotic arms. And then finally, back round to the 10th of the 10th, Monday, will be the K1 Crew Quarters on the Moon, giving exotic chess pieces. So there you go. And also linked in our show notes is the Lost Sectors for each day, what's available and the specific one for this season and a guide from either PV Shifty, Monkish Jam, PV Shifty for this week, but there are other people. Uh, and we also have the Lost Sectors Today guide and the Blueberries.gg Lost Sectors guide. And Parody is just about to tell you what each one does. Well, the link to the video tells you exactly what you should run with with some loadout options. Today is, I need to load this quickly and get just the information. It'll tell you what it is, how many champions you're going to face, and what kind they are. And the blueberries.gg guide is actually really in-depth and will tell you everything from a grade of how fast it is to farm, what loadouts you should use, and it, as well as just what the Lost Sector is, how many champions, what kind of champions, and what sort of shield you're going to be facing. So if you're saying, do I want to spend my time farming this one today? Ooh, no, it's going to be like a 20-minute farm, or no, not number that long. Like a 10 minute farm, you know, they give it like a D. Oh, let me wait until like Bunker E15 is up, which is a much easier farm, a much quicker farm. So depending on what you're looking for and how much time you have, you can sort of plan out. Here's a day I'm going to farm because here's an easier lost sector and it's got the piece I'm looking for. Or I'm trying to get a brand new Lorelei Splendor. Or I'm trying to get a brand new pair of Dune Marchers. Let me go into that day and throw my dice down and roll and spin the wheel and see what happens. 
Cool. So, once you've acquired your lovely exotics, there are lovely ornaments that you can put on said exotics. So, our Eververse for next week. So, Bright Dust, this is what you earn in-game by doing your bounties and unlocking the challenges will give you the Bright Dust, as I've said. And what you can spend your Bright Dust on is not the Concentrated Matter Gem, the Glimmer Shard, or Scavenger's Boon. Because as we have shown, Respawn is in New York. He's looking for you, because you, who live in New York, have gone out and spent these. He's not really working in New York. He's out looking for you, because you bought a thing. So you're in trouble. So just don't, otherwise we send Respawn around to your house. Remember that. No, those three things, don't buy them. There are things that you can put on your ghost. If you go to your ghost, go to your ghost on your character, you know, unlock said ghost, and then once you've unlocked it and leveled him up with your energy, and it, it only takes, like you know, shards and glimmer and stuff like that. I mean, let, let's have a quick look. I mean, I've got one here. Let's have a quick look. How, yeah, yeah. How, how can I get my level one ghost to a level 10 ghost to make him strong and powerful? If I go to my ghost, I've got a level one ghost. I'm, I'm a new starter, right? It says that I need to spend 300 glimmer and one legendary shard to upgrade him to level two. So I've upgraded him to level two. 500 glimmer and two legendary shards. <gasps> We're pushing it even more. For level three to four is 700 glimmer and two shards. We're going to do it again. Level four to five is 900 glimmer and three legendary shards. We're going again. Five to six is 1100 glimmer and three legendary shards look at that you're already up to six energy at this point the next point is 1300 glimmer four legendary shards and one enhancement core we now have seven energy on our ghost now you then have the chance to then put different things on your ghost and the mods are already unlocked for your ghost as you start the game you don't have to purchase them you don't have to run around the tower find any mods these are already on your your ghost ready to be unlocked so in your first slot you have your your light experience mods which will give you xp up to if you put the six energy cost one on it will give you an xp gain of plus 12 percent on top of any other bonuses that you've got for your character for the next mod slot if you look in there you have loot seeker mods which detect treasure chests and you also have the resonance detectors, which detect resources. And you can put, again, there's an up to a six plus energy one that detects caches or resources within a 50 meter range. So you can do that if you're kind of, you know, farming on the worlds. The next one is the economic mod slot, which you can then put glimmer mods. You can put armor mods on there. You can also do resource harvesting mods as well. So you can check those ones out. So this is where if you kind of, you know let's just take because every week i say don't buy these things you can put them on your ghost so your concentrated matter gem is an upgrade module that once consumed what does it do the matter gem the boss has a chance to drop an upgrade module when defeated effect lasts until the upgrade module is found only one can be used at a time so basically it's a guaranteed upgrade module okay so you're guaranteed an upgrade module from defeating a boss but on your final slots so if we if we keep i'm going to constantly upgrade this one as we go along so seven is 1500 glimmer and four legendary shards and one enhancement core 
eight is 1,700 glimmer, five legendary shards, and two enhancement cores. And then finally, to get it to level 10, is 2,000 glimmer, six legendary shards, and three enhancement cores, which you kind of get from dismantling armor and guns throughout the game. So if you're kind of new to this, just hopefully you should get some of those enhancement cores to drop um, to then unlock your to unlock your ghost and then the final mod slot which is the activity mod slot so when you go into an activity you have a chance of putting one of these mod slots on so there are ones for gambit crucible and strikes that precision one of them is precision final blows in crucible have a chance to award an enhancement core we have also precision final blows have a chance to award an enhancement prism which is the next level up for leveling up your gear so you can do that in crucible and gambit and strikes and also there is one that you have a chance to get extra drops your prosperous crucible mod on your ghost you have a chance to get an additional drop of legendary gear at the end of the match same with gambit and same with the strikes there are three mods that you can put for playing crucible gambit and strikes which cost four energy which are complete those activities and you have a chance to be awarded an upgrade module at the end of that activity so plus four on your ghost shell you've got that covered and as i've said the glimmer shard gives you more glimmer there is a ghost mod that will give you more glimmer yeah and the glimmer shard i saw to defeat bosses for a chance to create a shower of glimmer effect lasts four hours whereas i could just put the glimmer boost on my ghost and be done with it exactly and the scavenger's boon gives you planetary materials uh, i'm sorry it, again with yeah for precision final blows so I have, I have to shoot things in the head for a planetary material drop effect also lasts for four hours mm -hmm. uh, there's usually either easier ways to get materials again if, if you're really hard up for them for some reason and you've got some of these lying around uh, you know go ahead and use them but but don't go buy them you, you better things to spend your bright test on yeah you have many silly emotes ships and shaders to, to acquire and then sift through later in life and also, when you dismantle some of your armor pieces and some of your weapons, you also get a chance that the Rainmaker consumable to drop. Now, if you play the game for a long time, you get tons of these to drop. And this is a glimmer extract found in scraps of lucky dismantles. The effects last for four hours, and precision kills have a chance to create a shower of glimmer. So it's practically the same stuff that you're buying from the Eververse store that you don't really need to buy. It's stuff that you can get in-game. And it does. It creates a shower of, of glimmer that you can then run over and collect. So there you go. We've covered that off. We've got you covered. It, 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 yeah, and you're right that they drop and you never remember they exist because I apparently have almost 500 of these and I completely forget they exist and I've just started using them this week going, I should I should use this to get <laughs> glimmer because they're just sitting here forever just accumulating. And what you also might get to drop from dismantling legendary gear and legendary weapons that you don't need is the finest matter weave. So they're trying to flog you a matter gem, but they give you matter weave in game. And it does exactly the same thing. Defeating bosses have a chance to drop an enhancement core at the end. The effects last until the enhancement core is found. So you can only use one at a time. But once you get that enhancement core to drop, there's nothing from stopping you, apart from a short little timer, uh, of popping another one. You can go into a nightfall and every yellow bar that you see, if they drop one, pop it again and keep going and that way you can kind of generate the enhancement cores very very quickly to then get you up to speed in the game and get you more 
like progression in your materials and things. Yeah. Yeah. So your matter gem will drop you an upgrade module, but your matter weave will drop you a core, which really is a more important thing to have than the upgrade module. Mm -hmm. So now that we've covered off what you don't buy, otherwise we send respawn around to your house. What you could buy next week is the hit the bag exotic emote for 3,250 bright dust. You have a chance at buying the Giantis carrier, which is your exotic ship for 2000 bright dust. The Dreaming Shimmer Legendary Transmat Effect for 450 Bright Dust. And the Legendary Shader Laguna's Cruise for 300 Bright Dust. Oh, it's a very blue, silvery kind of look on it. Very nice. Then further down on the offerings next week, we have the Hatchling Huddle Exotic Emote for 3,250 Bright Dust. The Metropolis Shell Exotic Ghost Shell for 2,850 Bright Dust. The Skiff Scooter Exotic Sparrow for 2,500 Bright Dust. The Metropolitan Frigate Exotic Ship for 2,000 Bright Dust. And then we come to some ornaments for your exotics. Next week we have gauntlets available. So for the Hunters, you have the Ornament Blued Steel, which is for the Shards of Galanor. For the Titans, we have the Laurelie Homage for the Doomfang Pulgrims. And for the Warlocks, we have the Dead of Winter for your Winter's Guile gauntlets. And they will all be 1,500 Bright Dust. So if you've picked up your Sleeper Simulant Exotic Linear Fusion Rifle and you're looking for an ornament, next week you have the Directive Crash weapon ornament for it for 1,250 Bright Dust. And then finally, we have the Thumbs Up Projection Legendary Ghost Projection for your Ghost for 1,500 Bright Dust. If, if if people are looking to, again, live their best Telesto lifestyle, it is one of the weeks that the Telesto package for silver will be available. So we, I, I like to try to call that out for people who are going, I want to buy it, but maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I haven't gotten paid. Maybe I haven't put my pennies aside. But it is up for sale next week. So if you are trying to get all your Telesto things, next week is another opportunity to purchase it. Fair for enough. silver, though. Not for Bright Dust. Real money. And something that I forget each week is that when like the ornaments come up for each character. You have to jump onto each character to collect said ornament. You can't so like be on your Titan and purchase all the ornaments for all the characters because your Eververse is you know, curated just for that character. So if you go on your Titan, it will just be Titan exotics and uh, like finishers and things that are available in the Eververse. Whereas if you jump on your Hunter and your Warlock, it's curated for those characters. So each week, if you're kind of, like this week, if you're buying like the Fortnite packs, make sure that you jump across each character and pick those up for each character. Otherwise, you kind of miss out. So don't forget that each week. Very good. Or just buy one and go, the rest of you two don't deserve nice things. <laughs> but, you know, you do you. I won't tell you how to play. Okay. Now, I think we've gotten through. Let's see. We, we, we've done our challenges. We've done our lost sectors, our Eververse. We have. Told people what, what they can await. I think I think we're ready for this week of bungee. Okay. I think we're ready. I'll, I'll give week you this of week of bungee. You can have that, and then I want to tell people about other stuff. What would I tell people about instead? No, no, you, you tell them about the this week of bungee. But what what should they what should they keep waiting for? Te tease the people. What 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 do you have cooked up for them? What do you have waiting for them? I have a festival of the lost twenty twenty two event sneak preview. <laughs> Thank you.
that's excellent. That's excellent. I've been dancing with my pumpkins all week on my warlock. All right, so we are we are now in October as we record and as you hear this, but this week of Bungie was for the very tail end of September. And really, I, I think this is basically the the twelve for me. There, there's nothing else here for you. Because the entire twelve is, you know, heads down, working very hard on the game. And um yeah, we'll tell you more things later. So this TWAP starts out with a patch note preview. That's it. We're going right to the patch note, right to the patch note desk. So earlier this week, we were digging around the worldwide internal Bungie web and found a bit of the patch notes for next week, just floating around all by its lonesome. So they thought they'd give us a peek and now we're giving you that same peek. So as we, you've heard us complain about and people have written stories, videos about um, trying to actually get these season of plunder weapon patterns to drop. Bungie says to alleviate some of the pressure in acquiring Season of Plunder weapon patterns, the double weapon perk Spoils Crew Upgrade will now give you a deep side modded weapon the first time you focus a weapon each week. Which feels like it kind of should have to start with, but here we are. So, not right now, but when this patch drops, you will get a guaranteed deep side modded weapon the first time you focus a weapon each week. The deep side modded weapon from the Hidden Compartment Crew Upgrade will now appropriately refresh after the weekly reset. This issue was a bit of a doozy to address, but the team rocked it, out, rocked it out. I can't stop. I'm sorry. And I got it fixed together in time for a hot fix this next week. So not right now, not as you're playing the game this weekend, but as the next hot fix comes out, you should actually start seeing these deep sight weapons dropping. You can actually get your red borders and, uh, you know, break them down and then go craft brand new ones to go run around with an upgrade. And I know, I know you're watching your favorite streamers on Twitch. I know you've gone over to twitch.tv slash two times and a hunter. Or maybe twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life. And you're like, hey, there's another Twitch gaming reward pack. And there is. You too could get the Rockout Exotic Emote. The Trader Primus Shell Exotic Ghost. The Dynas Emery Exotic Sparrow. Or the DSV Huygens 9 Legendary Ship. So, not the most exciting Prime Gaming Reward Pack, but hey, it's a Prime Gaming Reward Pack. And all you have to do is link your Bungie account to your Prime account. Which really, if you're hanging out on Twitch watching your favorite streamers, you've already done that. You already know how that goes. And Grandmaster Nightfalls, they return next week, which we've already told you about. So you've got your shot to finish up your Conqueror title, or guild it if you've not finished it up and, and needs a gilding. Or if you have a friend that has access to the rotator, you can get into some of those Grandmasters early and knock things out. You can also get your lovely, lovely adept weapons. And then, off to the player support report. This may set a record for the quickest top in all of history. Because the player support report, uh, bunch of rewards. We've got some King's Fall raiding rings. People who have completed the King's Fall raid by September 6th and claim the associated triumph in game, you have until the end of September, September 30th at 1159, to claim your ring, which that time has already passed. So if you're hearing this going, oh, I should have claimed my ring. Yes, you should have, and now you can't. And I'm sad for you, I'm sorry. You know, I love how Bungie gives us these uh, restrictions and these cutoffs. And yet they said I'd have my jacket sometime in September. Oh, Gentlemen, what month is it? It's still uh, September. It, it, Wherever you are, it's still September. Uh-huh. Just uh-huh. up in New York, it's September. Uh-huh. No, no, no. no. Well, I mean, to be fair, they tried to ship it through a hurricane. So it may be in Florida somewhere. You are going to have to go on a side quest to locate where <laughs> that box is currently sitting, which you may have to fight a couple alligators for. But what we do have... And you don't have to go hunting for is Hotfix 6207, which is going to come out on October 4th on Tuesday at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific, 
the maintenance begins. 45 minutes later, the game is brought offline. You get kicked off. 15 minutes after that, the hotfix rolls out across all the platforms and all the regions. And then an hour after that, hopefully, Destiny 2 maintenance completes. And remember, all of the apps go down when Destiny goes down because the API is also offline. So don't think, I'm going to go to Dim and sort my vault out, because no, you're not. You're going to have to do whatever it is you do when Destiny is offline. I'm not, I'm not really sure what that is. You listen to this podcast or you watch some of our YouTube footage from our live streams. Oh, perfect. Perfect. There you go. Live in that Destiny world. I just want to check. Are you are you going to be in a place in a minute to do your respawns report roundup? Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a wheelchair right now, waiting to go through security. So yeah, I'll be I'll be someplace here in a few minutes. Sorry, you're in a wheelchair. Yeah, my back problems that I've been having are been getting worse, and this trip, I end up having to spend a lot of time under floors, under desks, and in a ceiling which greatly exacerbated the problems I was already experiencing. Right. Okay. That's not good. Not ideal. So you wait there, you sit tight, and we're going to access the season of the Plunder season pass because incorrect wording, (gasps) incorrect wording is displayed on the pass for players who have not completed the introductory mission. Right now it's telling you, you have already purchased the season pass and they need the season pass to access the Plunder Dumbrell energy. This is incorrect. In addition to owning the season pass, so you still need to own the season pass, you must also run the introductory mission. Complete the salvage and salvation mission in the helm. Speak to Spider in the Elixir Quarter, also located in the helm. Complete the Ahoy and Away quest. Visit the star chart back in the helm. Acquire the sales of the ship stealer and captain's atlas quests. And then, and only then, can you claim your your plundered umbral energy. So if you're solving problems with this, Go do the whole, you know, do these accepts. It's basically the first week's worth of worth of quest, and then you can start earning materials for the season. Yeah, you know the, the glowy bits on your map that tell you you got to go there and do stuff. Go there and do the stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll try. Okay. Yeah, but don't read your seasonal pass because it's lying to you. And that's what we're gonna fix next week. What we're not gonna fix next week, but Bungie's aware of and will probably fix in the future, is the hidden compartment crew update drops rewards at thirteen fifty power. Yes, so if you've does. gotten things at lower power, infuse them. Don't delete them. They might be good or delete them if they're terrible. But yeah, they're dropping at lower power. Bungie's aware. And the Sundered Flesh Shader is not applying to weapons, armor, and other items as intended. So yeah, those are the two things they're aware about that they're going to fix. And there was a brief issue over the weekend of players getting errored to orbit constantly on login. Bungie pushed a fix for that over the weekend, so... If you logged on and couldn't get into the game, now you should be able to get into the game. And then we have our movies and our art of the week. And um, yeah, there's there's corn. It, it's lovely. More corn. Uh, yeah, more corn. Dancing, yeah. Dancing, scoring corn in this case, which I could describe to you, but I could never, ever do it justice. Kimber Prime put together a Destiny parody song. Not parody me, but parody the silly way to do songs. Of Zoom Splat, a parody of Boom Clap with... Um, Smashing into walls with swords, which is worth your time to watch. It's excellent. Smashing yourself or smashing uh, other people? Oh, no, smashing yourself. Very much, you know, racing forward with the sword that lets you do the super zoomy right into a wall. Really, it it, it embodies all the Frozen is, so I I fully wholeheartedly endorse it. And then um, we have a lovely Warlock art, we have lovely Stasis art, and we have uh, Scurvy on Payday. Uh, which looks like the same comic that we sort of talked about next last week in the same sort of style of 
scurvy running around uh, holding drinks for you. And uh, yeah, that's our entire 12. Well, it's lucky that we came prepared with extra stuff to tell people. Because this show wouldn't be three hours long or even more Mm-mm. if we didn't come prepared. We are nothing if not prepared. No, uh, Are we not prepared? I think we are prepared. Oh, good. Maybe we're prepared. Are you prepared? I'm prepared. I am prepared. I'm prepared to tell people about the Festival of the Lost or give them a sneak preview of the Festival of the Lost, which is coming up in about two weeks' time. So, yes, I wanted to give people a little little hint, a little taster. So if you're new to Destiny, you don't know what this is. This is this is like Halloween in Destiny. This, this is what's coming up in a couple of weeks. And it, I believe it's going to be around for like two or three weeks. Let me let me just double check so that I can tell you the proper facts. So it is. Mm, so we were not, in fact, prepared. We, we are. It's from the 18th of October, the week of the 25th of October, and the following week, the 1st of November. So that will be finished by the 7th of November. So, yeah, you have three weeks, and there'll be some really cool stuff that's coming up in the Eververse store. And basically, the whole event revolves around you being silly. You know, you, you get given masks to put on, little paper masks instead of your helmet. So if you think that you're going to be running around with your Laurelly Splendor doing Laurelly Splendor-like stuff, you'd be wrong because you need to wear a mask. And the masks wearing gives you prizes, which, well, they, they give you things that then you can then turn into prizes that you can then turn into other things that y- you get you get the whole drift. You know, it's just a, it's, a, it's a carnival. You've been to a carnival. They give you things. You turn your tickets for bigger and better rewards. Destiny life, yes. Mm-hmm. So last year, they changed it up a little bit because in previous years, and I say in previous years, I think it was about three or four years, we had a haunted forest that we, we went into and endless trees of falling down and killing enemies and going around so they may bring it back it may be like oh we got rid of this one year but you guys loved it so much it may come back which was just just endless branches you know you went into a a haunted forest it was accessible via the tower and we could go it just you got to the end of the level and the more time that you kind of got the quicker you got through and the more enemies you killed the the deeper and deeper that you could get in these branches and the more candy that you could acquire because you know halloween candy then and then at the end of it you've got more chests that you could open up to then get more rewards last year they mixed it up they went no no we you thought that you were having a forest no you're not you're going to go through haunted lost sectors do you remember this last year this is a bit of a a twist on kind of the (laughs) The haunted forest but it was mainly set in lost sectors and i can't remember how we actually got into the lost sectors where they was it a specific one each day and it was only accessible via the tower but it just rotated where it was so you couldn't go to the planet and get the the lost sector it wasn't like a flag outside but it was just kind of a selected lost sector do you remember or not that's what i'm trying to remember if it was a, if it was a thing in the tower you went into and it dropped you into like a lost sector rotator playlist or I cannot remember now. <laughs> it's, it's been last year was too long ago. We've had too many bungee things since then. But it, it kind of works like a mini seasonal event. So if you're familiar with like the core playlist of getting currency, turning currency into other currency, and spending your currency, then you know how this works. But if you don't, then you don't know how it works. And I'm going to tell you. And it, like I said, it's for like three weeks. It runs for three weeks, starting on the 18th of October until the 7th of November. 
And the idea is that you you go and run your strikes, your crucible, and your gambit matches, and any other kind of seasonal things. And you'll earn spectral pages. Now, this was the new currency last year. And they were only earnable whilst, whilst wearing masks, which there is a vendor in the tower. Now, if you were here for the Iron Banner with the big kind of ball that was on fire or the the big plate that was on fire right at the entrance as you kind of fly into the tower the main part there will be a vendor there called Eva Levante now this is Grandma Stranger Danger as we like to refer to her because we've been here so long um, but she brings the event I don't know year. why do we call her Stranger Danger tell them why I don't know you tell them why because if you sit next to her during the ouch during the festivals she says really inappropriate and creepy things there you go then <laughs> so normally it's go visit Eva Levante in the tower you've got to have got to the tower so the, the basic thing is that you've kind of got to have completed the opening Cosmodrome mission and get to the tower to actually access this so you go and visit her and she normally gives you one kind of paper mask it's normally Rahul as a kind of the, the creepy guy that does the, the engram that guy over in the corner paper mask that you have to put on and it's normally they normally give you it to around your power level. So if you're sitting at 1570 or 1575, it normally gives you around that power level. And you can upgrade these uh, again, like you could do with a normal helmet last year. So you can uh, masterwork them. And apart from kind of making them look, look nice, because you, if you have, again, if you've played in previous seasons, you can go back to your collections and put on other masks over the top of it so there is a part where you can put like other ornaments it kind of works like ornaments for the way uh your armor works at the, this point in time so if you've collected other masks from previous season of the lost events you can put on other masks and look differently to everybody else but there will be some new masks available this year there was an article i had seen i didn't get a chance to read it but it was saying goodbye to the chicken mask do we no longer have the chicken mask that would have been in the TWAB last week, remember? Yeah, it's but I don't remember question. what it said. <laughs> okay, that th is basically it. Just, you know, goodbye to the chicken mask. Period, full stop. But we can, would you like we can yeah. still Check pull it out collection. of collections if we had it before, right? Would you like me to look in my collections? Possibly. Yeah. But I know in the past you've needed, you've needed to wear the mask for the, current, for the current year's event, or you may not earn all the things you're trying to earn. Because I know there was an issue last year where you would try to use the old mass and you weren't getting the spectral pages or candy uh, it wasn't no. generating because they were yes. older versions. No, oh, I completely forgot something... about that. That's a good point, Parody. This was something that I did. The... Because the masks kind of change up each year with what they give you. And I, again, I still have them in my inventory just for this kind of no, point. No, you don't say. Yes. So I've, I've got my Masquerader's helmet from uh, way back when, and it's, it's 1060 power. It's kind of capped at that. But this had additional mods that you could equip actually on your helmet. And they had things like Vampiric Touch. They had Energetic Assassin and High Purpose. Now, what they did with that was rather than you having to put those mods, slot those mods on your helmet, they then just put them into the Lost Sectors uh, and I believe the Haunted Forest previously so that it was just kind of a modifier rather than you had to put the mods on. So this was going way back. You, you no longer need those kind of ones. And it, you, it looks like, I mean, I'm just checking now. It does look like I can still put on 
any of the other masks, including the chicken mask, the colonel, on uh, the, the uh, Mask Raider's helmet. And it looks like it still will work this year. So, And it, it's got kind of uh, blacked out versions of the new masks that are coming this season. So it could possibly still work. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, when the event draws, we'll have to see, you know, what it is and what the requirements are, and if you're getting materials from it. And and I did double check; I was correct. There was a haunted law sector, basically playlist in the tower. Yeah, that you know, you go to the tower and the director, and there was a playlist just like you you do, you know, the, the EAZ, European Aerial Zone from past events in the tower. It would just launch launch you into a haunted themed lost sector, <laughs> and that's how you'd access those. So if you're look, if you had done it in the previous couple of years, and you're looking for where these masks could possibly be if you go to your collections tab on your character it's under flare and miscellaneous so just along from like your emblems your shaders your transmat effects it's miscellaneous that is there and that will give you all the masks that you are then able to kind of equip on top of this mask raider's helmet so in previous seasons we've had a penguin mask a shaded titan mask sweeper bot ada one pyramid honk moon mask tanix mask Aramis, the Associate's Mask, the Rapt Traveller, Anna Bray, Varix, Exo Stranger, and Fractured Traveller. So you might have seen people just running around Tower with those previously and gone, oh, where have these come from? Festival of the Lost. We also had a Bubbling Mask, a Jack-O-Lantern, the Omnigal, Eris Morn, Drifter, Goblin, Hidden Swarm, Mithrax, Opulent Callus, Colonel Mask, Glitterball, Jade Rabbit, Scorn Mask, Will of a Thousands, Emperor Callus, Dominus Ghoul, Lord Shax, Petrovenge, Master Rahul, and Dark Prince Mask, which is the Crow, and a Traveller Mask. Those are the ones that have been available from the previous couple of events. Um, this year, I will just quickly go over those. So the new masks for this year, I sent a lovely picture to Parody because he got quite excited about some of these, didn't you, Parody? Or one of these in particular. Yeah, one of them in definitely <laughs> for this year's new masks we have a blueberry mask a savathun mask which is a kind of paper mache with buttons for eyes and a trash basket on top for her helmets <laughs> a bread mask because you've got to get that bread a star horse mask a finch ghost mask so the the vendor over on the uh, throne world is available and parody's mwah, chef's kiss the only mask that I could ever see this guy wearing from now until eternity, the Telesto. So not only is he going to buy stuff in the Eververse store and be have a Telesto ship, Sparrow, and whatever else it is that you can get from Telesto, he's going to have a Telesto mask wielding a Telesto looking like a, a pink-purple titan. You were just tempting the gods at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bungie is they're like, listen, we're either going to do this game another 10 years or let the Telesto have it and just give up one or the other. There is no middle ground. Well, it's not just the, the, the Telesto. The Telesto has a baby now in the form of an automatic rifle that also shoots rockets and grenades. Uh, the, the Quicksilver Storm has a lot to learn still. That's why it's still a baby. So, we've talked about what you get. So you get your spectral pages from just doing your normal stuff, your strikes, crucible and gambit. Once you've got your pages, you'll need to jump into the Haunted Lost Sectors activity to transform them. So the Haunted Lost Sectors drop you in at the start of a Lost Sector alongside two other players. So there's three in total. Unless they switch it up, but I don't see them doing that. Yeah. 
you'll be match made. So if you don't have any friends, it will match make you. So what you need to do is you battle through the Lost Sector's halls, decked in hallowed garb, until you reach an area with a summoning ritual. Now, these are kind of just like you see with the hive when they spawn in. You have those kind of hive glyphs on the floor and they kind of they kind of glow and then kind of spawn something in. This is exactly like what happens in these Lost Sectors. Um, a select number of ritual sites will become active every few seconds and you'll have to be able to stand inside of them and killing like enemies as they kind of swarm you till you kind of uh, summon a headless one which is a mini boss and you need to kill this for every headless one that you defeat you'll transform one of your spectral pages into a manifested page and then once you've done that you can take your manifested pages back to the tower and turn them into a super, super creepy book of the forgotten um, which will net you some lore and some goodies so this was last year I'm guessing it's going to be the same again this year because we haven't heard and I don't think they're going to kind of change it up too much from maybe they'll change where the lost sectors are. We know that there's a new weapon coming for the event, but or maybe they'll just keep the lost sectors that they had last year. I believe there was one on the main one that I remember is the one on Nessus that is literally just down from failsafe over in that kind of corner to the right. Um, Honestly, I hope they one. don't, because I I wasn't a fan of the Lost Sector version. I wish they would combine it where you'd have the outside. Um, remember how we were outside and it was all dark, and you had the the invincible yeah. night chasing you. Tree of probabilities. Like yeah, the, I, I, yeah the if they could mix the yeah. tree of probabilities with the pages, um, kind of mechanic, I would like that. Because I, I I don't know, like last last year, I felt. Almost claustrophobic, spending the entire time in a lost sector. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people play the lost sectors. I'll give them that. So the yeah, rewards. Sorry. I'll just say it was probably getting where you're getting. Just talking about the 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 weapon from last year that everybody was farming, or ha having thrown upon them in great piles. <laughs> so the weapon last year was the Jurassic Green Pulse Rifle, which. It was bugged to start off with, but then it turned out to be a really good pulse rifle. And I, I did hold on to quite a few of these rolls. But again, so many different weapons Same. come up each season and it kind of it gets pushed to the back. And I've still, I think I've still got like a th about three or four good rolls of it. And I'll be looking to see if they kind of change it up this season. And I wonder if they'll put, because for the new weapon this season, which I'll get onto in a second, it comes with an origin trait. And I'm, I'm wondering if old weapons that you've got from previous festival of the lost will get it put on no. or you'll have to then i know i know you'll have to then go back in yeah. and farm and get the weapons so the jurassic green was last year's weapon yeah and likely not previous weapons and, and, we hold had... on hold on before you go past the jurassic green was kind of cool because like its namesake jurassic it looked like a little velociraptor in pulse rifle form it had little scales on it and it was all green and like dinosaur yeah, it was pretty cool and it yeah, it went with the theme of the, the like the the armor that we got last year which was dinosaurs don't which, remind again, me if you missed out last year will be again available in the eververse store coming up as they do each year the previous seasons ones are always available for I'd say silver, definitely, sometimes bright dust as well. And it works out to be about, I think it's about 6,000 bright dust for the full pack for each character. 
And and this time I'm gonna go and buy the dinosaur for the Titan in case I lose another bet in the future. At least I have an armor set that looks good. You can be a Titan. <laughs> I can be a T Rex. You can be a big T Rex. Right. And I mm-hmm. think it's about two thousand silver for the full pack if you're gonna buy with real world money. So you know, you can buy the I think one year it was like a a skeleton set, wasn't it? For like green a glowing skeleton mm-hmm. set, yeah. Like like the yeah, cheap yeah. Halloween costumes you get for your kids. That's yeah, just well, black, but in the dark the bones glow kind of thing. Yeah, that yeah, like exactly. the uh, karate kids kind of outfits that they wore. So it was in that, that kind of vein. And I believe that that came up again like the last couple of years to buy for silver and bright dust. So hopefully that'll be back. In the they also had a so ship you... that, that was painted like a giant pterodactyl. Are they going to have something of that theme this year too? Well, I think because where they get so far down the line with that they've repeated these events. I mean, you're looking at like... 2017 for five years they can't squeeze everything in the eververse store so i have been noticing as these events come up each year there are some things that do repeat from previous years but some things don't appear like say this year but they may appear like next year in next year's kind of no i was referring to this upcoming one are they going to have a themed ship Oh, yes, there will be a themed ship available, but I'm just going over the weapons. Hang on. I am go back over the. <laughs> so, we also had the horror story and the Braytec werewolf auto rifles. So, the, the Braytec auto rifle had a kind of horror theme, which matched the skeletons kind of set for that year. Because it was called was the werewolf. <laughs> horror story auto rifle, which also, both of those were primary. So you had the horror story and the Braytech Werewolf. Braytech Werewolf was a 450 RPM, and the horror story also was a 450 RPM. So they didn't really do much change up, but it was only when the Jurassic Green came out, which was a fast firing pulse rifle, which was 540 RPM, and it could roll with things like multi kill clip, range finder, ricochet rounds, pretty decent. Or uh, Adrenaline Junkie, which was a good one, because that I think that perk had only just kind of come around that that year, uh, heating up. And, um, yeah, so there was some good perks on there. Hopefully that they'll get origin traits on there. Yeah, that was when Adrenaline Junkie came out, and they were, I think Bungie was teasing us, saying, you might want to hold on to this one, because I think it was right before they, like, reworked the origin trait, or reworked the trait. Yes. To actually be, you know, better and useful. So, yeah, it could be another one of those, like, hey, if, if Bungie says, hey, by the way, you might want to hold on to some of these, or farm for these, Pay attention because they might do good things with them. Mm. So for this season, of are they saying that about a weapon this year? Or a perk? No, not yet. Yeah, they did last year for the perk, didn't they? Not yet, but you never know. Gotta stay tuned. So for this year, we have an aggressive frame arc sniper rifle available, and it looks in the same vein as the armor set which was chosen. By the community, not by us, of, was it mechs, wasn't it? Gundams. Like, like Gundam-style yeah. mech you, If you watch but... the Gundam anime, you'll recognize the sniper rifle. It, it, aesthetically, it's a pretty sniper rifle, but, you know, mech. It's still a sniper rifle. Yeah, it's still a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this season's origin perk for... The sniper rifle again. Not sure if it's going to come to the uh, the auto rifles and the pulse rifles that have come before. That should be back in the loophole. It's just, it's it called. Will not. <laughs> yeah, it will not. Search party. Uh, the basic origin trait. This weapon is granted faster aim down sight speed and movement speed whilst aiming down sights when no allies are near. So this is a lone sniper one. 
which may be mm. good for PvP. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. When are you never not near somebody in PvP? That? Unless your whole team is dead, you're near somebody all the time. Well, no, mm. I mean, if you're in trials, I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, I'll say it could be good for trials, yeah, or if you're trials alone and or Rumble giving you, yeah, which is your solo yeah. playlist. I'm a bunch of you're not you're not winning me over being in. I mean, I, I I'm gonna preface all this with saying, am I still gonna play a ton of this event? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Am I gonna look at all these sniper rifles and keep the one that Dim tells me, hey, this one's decent? Absolutely. Am I gonna delete every last other one of them? Yes. Well, yeah, you have but other I'm, stuff to I'm, farm I'm, for. I'm not you're gonna have other weapons. You're gonna have probably a sparrow, probably a ship, probably armor. You know. Mm-hmm. Plus, I I mean, if if it's like last year, you get the bags of goodies, which could give you golf balls, right? Last year, you could get a golf ball out of the goodie bag, or at least shards, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there were goodie bags that you could get. So apart from getting the weapons, Eva Levante offered you kind of blue goodie bags, which you did, you don't want. Again, like the Matter Gem and all of that stuff. Unless you're kind of just getting rid of the currency, you don't really need it. But she did give you a legendary bag, which did give you the... A, it was like a smidge of a chance to get enhancement prisms and golf balls from and i believe like they had like we always do have the bounties there was definitely weekly ones there was definitely daily ones and there was definitely uh repeatable ones that you could then generate more bright dust and things from um she also had a selection of festival masks available for as you leveled her up that you got you got enough kind of spectral pages to buy from her uh, i believe there were six that you could initially get there was also like a sparrow available, the Jurassic Green, the Yalta rifles, a shader, and an emblem, which looked like the Rat King. That was last year's one. And don't forget, this year, now that we've had kind of the upgrade or update to like the these mini events that are kind of coming, we'll have a, an upgraded or up to date Festival of the Lost upgrade event card. So you, you remember this that we had the event card for. What was the previous event? I can't remember now. Um, the one with the EAZ that I'm drawing a blank uh, on the name of. It was just the oh, Solstice. Some... That was it. Yeah, yeah. So like we had yeah. with Solstice that had previously come and gone. Um, when, was that? when was that? Was that... Um, that was just last season, wasn't it? So we're getting... Yeah. This, so this each spring, season we'll get a mini... Event. Yeah, each season we'll get a mini event, uh, which will be tied to like these new books or event cards and once you complete the event card it'll then progress you kind of if i can find it now now is this where i also yeah yeah now is this also where i need to spend some real world money to upgrade my event card if i want to pursue some of these rewards well no if you want to upgrade your event card you can but it will only benefit you in the fact that it will give you access to a ship, a ghost, a shader this year, at least in the in the database that we can see. So the ship is called the Retrograde Tura, the ghost shell is called the Caramel Apple Shell, and the shader is called the Flower Child. Don't know what the colors no, is are, that... don't know what they actually look. No. Is that don't shader what, what it's actually going to look like, or is it just no. all pink? No, that's just the API. Oh my god! I saw that and I thought that's what it was gonna look like, I and I was like, "Parody! The clan has a new shader." No, if, <laughs> if only. Yeah, so we, yeah, we no, don't know what we... they look like at this point in time, but they could be, they could be those colors, but they might not be. 
So yeah, yeah. probably won't be. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, when you're looking at it in today in Destiny, the sort of like pink haze over there, everything is. We know the name of it, or yeah, you know, we know there is a thing coming, but we don't have the actual details because the API says no. Hmm. So yeah, along along with your your event card, you will have if you complete your reveler seal, which is completing your solstice um, from last season. We have Festival of the Lost this season, and then we'll have the Dawning, which is our winter event. Ooh, coming! I'm, I'm guessing that'll be coming around Christmas time. And then in our spring, we have the Guardian Games returning. Now, if you complete all the basic challenges on your card, and I believe there were 16 of those, and there's 16 for each of these, you will get your Reveler title and uh, seal to unlock. But yeah, there'll be challenges, there'll be uh, associated with getting your seals. So yeah, it's just play the event, get the get the pages or and turn them into other pages that then give you other rewards. Now, something that was quite funny, which was <laughs> happened last year, which had kind of it, it was one of those things that you kind of kept in your inventory and you weren't really sure. So those green armor pieces that Spider has been given out in the last couple of weeks, you know, those random things that you kind of get and you just delete. Like at the moment, I've still got a toothbrush from one of the events and I can't remember where it's come from. But oh, that toothbrush was like from the first Halloween festival. You had to turn exactly. in your candy corn from a previous season to get the toothbrush or something. Exactly. Now, in pre previous seasons, they, they give out random stuff, just random rewards. So for the dawning a couple of years ago, I got things like Vexnog, which was a holiday gift, a sock engram, an infinite fruitcake. Now, these are stupid things that I still, to this day, keep in my inventory because I, I hoard these okay. kind of things. Can you, can you read us the description from one of these items? Infinite fruitcake. There is no real... There is no reality in which this is an acceptable gift. Um, the sock engram, an engram containing a single sensible sock. Uh, my toothbrush. Oh, yes, there you go. That from, from Festival of the Lost. Use toothbrush. Though your mouth is now minty fresh, there doesn't appear to be any other benefit. Perhaps it can be used later. So I've, I've held on to this for about four or five years now. And what was quite funny is that we ha we got given uh, randomly this ascendant lens. I think it was about two years prior. And if you kept onto it, it was absolutely worthless. But if you held onto it and you found Queen Mara Sarv, uh, it last yeah last year, she got you gave it to her, and she would give you um, a goodie bag, uh, which gave you three Jurassic Pulse rifles and a bunch of spectral pages just for holding on to these things. Now, I'm not saying that my toothbrush is going to be worth something, but there's always that little, there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> they, they always seem to do these kind of things that these random bits, like those silly green armor pieces that Spider has given out. I, I mean, I said to Gator when he was on a couple of weeks ago, I've held on to them. They may be something coming up and I'm feeling I'm feeling positive about this, that it could be something like that. So my used toothbrush may be about to be taken and used to may, maybe the elixir need a toothbrush. Maybe spider needs a toothbrush. Maybe. I'm just saying. 
Oh, also the other thing that is available, the only one that earnable mask that you cannot get via doing kind of just leveling up Evil Avante and turning in spectral pages is that there's going to be a spider mask, which is only purchasable. And I believe on week, where is it? Did I did see it somewhere on one of the weeks coming up. Um, I think it's the last week of the event. No, that's the Finch mask. Bright Dust, Star Horse. So the Star Horse comes up for Bright Dust on the final week for 1,200 Bright Dust. The Finch mask again is 1,200 Bright Dust. Um, who is the Hive Ghost that lives in the Throne World? If you're wondering who in the world is Finch. Yes. Um I can't find it. It says no. That's not. That's uh, you, not you finish all the other things. No, I'm trying to find the the spider mask, but I, I, maybe the spider mask is the only one that's going to be available for uh, silver. For, for silver, yeah, they do a silver only. Are you in a good spot, respawn? Should we do your roundup while you? Yeah, well, I'm spot? I'm at the gate and they're unloading currently. So while they're unloading, might be a good time before they start loading the next one. So there you go. There's your Fest of the Lost preview preview before Bungie tell you the preview. That's just a that's just little hint before we go into, you know, that way next week we can kind of just go into the meat of it. We don't need to go into all the other details. We can tell you what's available in the, the Eververse store and, and hopefully when that's revealed, hopefully the, with the patch that's going live next week, we'll get a bit more of an inkling of what these things look like and things. But yeah, there you go. Now we're going to preview a report roundup and then deliver it to you. That's how we roll. And here is Respawn, Airport Edition Respawn, with an Airport Respawn report roundup. All right, from Bungie Help, we are aware of an issue causing ruffians to despawn during the expedition activity, impacting progress for the Robber Baron Triumph. A fix for this issue is currently in the works for a mid-season patch. Protheon says, Hawthorne, it has been five years. Blink twice if you want new voice lines. <laughs> For real, right? Yeah, I can only hear her say, you just never stop, do you? So many times before I want to smack her off that ledge. <laughs> Lucky10P says, challenge and accessibility are really at opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to Destiny 2. Make a very challenging activity and it will lack accessibility. Make an activity very easy and accessible, and it lacks a challenge, and people grow tired of the game quickly and leave. Accurate. Do you have a solution? No, he does not. Moving on. DestinyTracker.com. Platform stats for Destiny 2. 44% play on Steam. 33% play on Xbox. 20% sorry on PlayStation. 20% play on Xbox. 2% play on Epic Games. And 0% play on Stadia. Oh, it has 1%. Not anymore. They are the 1%. <laughs> no, they, they still are. They've got time. They've got time. Uh, DestinyTracker.com says, Destiny Tracker is tracking 24.9 million players. We have 880,000 that played Crucible yesterday, and we have 897,000 that played PvE activities yesterday. Huzzah. DestinyTracker.com, reminder... Bungie is planning the next 10 years of Destiny 2. 
Destiny 2 does not end with the final shape. Hashtag Lightfall. Hashtag final shape. Hashtag Destiny 2. Hashtag in case you thought we were going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, no. People are already talking about, what about Destiny 3? It's not a thing. It's just... We have Nick Neris Regis, or Mr. Neris, says, next week will be my last weekly reset. It has been a pleasure serving you, Guardians. He's another guy who, who sort of, I think, was the first person to start doing like the weekly reset and a bunch of the infographics that now ah, a couple other people have. I see. But he's also, you know, after after five years saying, it is time. It is time to step away from this. Not not because of drama reasons, just because five years is a long time to do anything. Fair enough. Same guy says, been seeing a lot of questions about the why and the what's next. Honestly, after five years of doing this, I'm tired. But yet, more career-driven now than I've finally landed in games, and that's where my focus is now. I want to be great at what I do. Um, moving on, we have a, an article talking about how... All the things you've made for us. Yep, yep. We have an article about what we were previously joking about, how Stadia is being shut down. Yes, you heard that correct. The massively popular Google-backed stadium platform is, in fact, being shut down. Who knows the reasons why? Was it too popular for its own good? Did it have too many players that the service just couldn't sustain it? Who knows? But the point is, if you have Stadia, you won't have it for much longer. Grab an actual console, you pleb. Well, well, that's sort of the problem, because Stadia is winding down January 18th, 2023, and you know, this is Bungie responding to someone saying, hey, I played D2 on Stadia from the beginning. What happens to my Guardians who are created on Stadia? Can I transfer them permanently to Xbox, or will they be totally ir- irreversibly deleted when Stadia goes away? So, you know, we joke about Stadia, but if you started Destiny in Stadia and that's your primary console, what happens when it goes away? But you still have cross-save, right? And, right, but it, it's based on where you created that Guardian. You're cross-saving from somewhere, and if that from goes away, what happens? Like, you still need your, your initial Guardian to, to exist on the platform where you created it. Oh, so, like, even if Stadia goes down, they can't jump over to PC where they have a cross-save and keep going? Because the... Because there'll be nothing to cross-save from. Because oh. some... Cause, cause, yeah, because somewhere, is, it, you know, because Bungie said from the get-go, it still starts in wherever you created your Guardian. That's where your Guardian lives. You can just also access it on different platforms. And then, actually, if you skip below the Bungie help, there is Bungie's response to that. Bungie's response says, to alleviate performance issues in the tower, stand by. I skipped over. Uh, okay. Hello. We just learned about Stadia shutting down and have begun conversations about next steps for our players. We will announce and send out information regarding Destiny 2 Stadia accounts once we have a plan of action. If you're curious about where to go look to see updates, they have a fact at support.google.com forward slash Stadia forward slash answer. One two seven niner zero one zero niner. Yeah, so it looks like Bungie and others didn't get any heads up this was happening until the rest of the world did. Either. Surprise! Uh, Bungie Help says to alleviate performance issues in the tower, we are temporary temporarily reducing the population cap to twenty players while we investigate the underlying cause. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the 100% complete response report roundup. 
airport edition airport edition yeah yeah and and the issue with the tower is not that the tower itself is having problems but when you're in the tower and trying to like load your menu or look at your weapons there's a they lot of just lag for some don't. people. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just don't at all. So yeah, Bungie's like, we're just going to limit the number of people for starters and then for work on getting an actual fix in place. And I've seen a couple of people tweeting that that seems to have you know greatly increased the speed of things. You can actually you know, get to your inventory and do things when you're in the tower, which you know, seems sensible. I just say, Bungie, you got a lot of money. You just got, what, a few billion dollars from Sony? Grab a couple of servers, man. Cluster them together. Make some more room for the tower people. Well, that's, I mean, that's what they're saying. I mean, there's a bug somewhere. They need to figure out where the bug is and what the bug is and then squash the bug. Throwing hardware at the problem isn't always the fix. You can throw all the hardware at it, but if the bug's still there, bugs are still going to be there, but faster. Anybody want to want to take bets on whether it's the Telesto or the auto rifle? Anybody? Well, Telesto, 100% Telesto. I don't know. I mean, if the, if, if, look, if the gun's going to eventually pick up the mantle, the gun's going to start from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? This might be his first iterant, his first uh, incident. Could be. All right. Yeah. So as, as Respawn's getting ready to, to, to board his plane, and we'll say goodbye to him and, and goodbye to Stadia, I also wanted to mention there's been a lot of conversation in the community. We started talk, talking prior to the show starting this week about sort of the wrongful ban of the creator behind D2 Gunsmith. So D2Gunsmith.com, if you're not aware, is one of many places, but possibly the best place to go and just say, I need to know what perks can, ha- can roll on this gun. What can this gun do? Let me compare this gun to other guns. It is a beautiful, wonderful place to see your perks, see your weapons, and also get a actual understanding of what each of these perks do with, with numbers. Like a detailed, like, you know, head seeker precision hits with 0.03 seconds of hitting a body shot and have deal an 8% increased damage. So if you're really like trying to min max or really trying to understand what does this perk does when Bungie says it increases this great, how much in what situations it lays all that out for you in a really nice way. So unfortunately the creator of D2Gunsmith.com was caught in one of the, you know, Bungie has, has been tightening the screws on cheating in the game and through net limiting and some other ways. He was not one of the people doing this, as evidenced by they have now unbanned his account very quickly. But he was sort of, you know, unjustly banned in you know, one of the latest rounds of Bungie trying to, you know, play the cat and mouse game with cheaters. And, you know, it's again, you know, I, I don't know. The guy's name is Dre. I don't know him. You know, you know, he, he's, you know, someone out there in the world building this, building the site and playing this game. But this I get the sense of sort of the draw, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And so he said, you know, hey, he did get unbanned. You know, he said, he tweets, got unbanned, still unsold, probably staying that way for a while. No, I never ended up sending an appeal and I'm done. I'm walking away from the site. And he says, no, I'm not making it open source solely because I expect this community to redeploy it as is plaster with ads within two days of it going public. Other sites have functionality that do what it does and anyone can go remake it. There's no secret sauce between or behind how it works. And people are saying, oh, you know, why leave if you got unbanned so quickly? And he says, first off, just free time. I want free time back. Maintaining the site takes a lot of time. If I'm any other user who this happened to be a false positive, there is an under 1% chance of an unban and the state of the game. He could write an essay about the end game PVE balance of challenges versus accessibility. And the PVP has been a, had a multi-year identity crisis. So clearly, you know, done with the game needs to take time off anyway. And getting banned from the game unjustly is you know would send me out as well and say i'm done i'm going to stop doing this labor of love for free 
and just step away from it. So D2 Gunsmith is still up and running. How long it'll stay that way, who knows? Probably the next patch will go down. It's maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's there for the time being anyway. No, is he the same guy that does yeah, D2 mean, Armorsmith? D2 Armor Picker? Yeah, that one. Uh, no. Okay, good. Because that, that's one of the main sites that I use, and I thought that that was going to go down too. Yeah, no, and, well, well, and that's, I mean, and that's sort of the whole danger of, you know, it's great and wonderful that people are doing these things and, and building these, these resources, but that's also the danger of having people building these resources. You know, if something happens tomorrow, he wins the lottery, gets hit by a bus, gets banned from the game, that resource goes away overnight. That's the that's the good and the bad about having all these wonderful resources and sites available is they could disappear, kind of like Stadia, just as quickly. So yeah, if you use these kind of sites like D2 Armor Picker, like I do, that automatically picks your armor sets for you, or Dim, or any of these other guys that you use all the time that provide this service for free, throw them some money every now and again. They do. You have no idea as a programmer, or maybe some of you guys out there are programmers, you have no idea what happens on the back end for these guys to accomplish something as simple as us moving a gun from one character to another. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And they do this for free. So give them some encouragement. Drop a dollar. Give them some coffee. Whatever. Help these guys out because they've been helping us for years for free. Yeah. I mean, we talk about our Patreon. All these guys have Patreon set up as well. Or, you know, or some method where if it's something you and you love and enjoy, you know, toss a couple bucks their way too. It's, it's absolutely something that makes this game playable. I mean, you know, those of us who've been around since D1 in the dark days of you would have to fly to the tower to walk to the vault to grab your gear when you needed to change it. There was no, oh, let me grab my phone. Let me let me pop open an app and do this. Yeah. There was no app. There was no phone. You there was no your, anything. It was your 30 you weapons walked... from one character. You go to your vault. You put ooh, everything in your vault, and it barely took it. There wasn't like... 600 spaces it was like you have like 50 spaces and that includes everything you actually own in that vault you then load up your other character you then grab everything else that you need to go and you do it all again it's, yeah the, and your vault was shared between, between all characters well, so you had 50 yeah. slots between all of your characters yeah from bungie working out how to do it via the apps to then the other guys that have then taking it in leaps and bounds in doing these other websites that help us out with working out cone angles and how you know building different perks into different armors and and different weapons it's just amazing what they can do and really do appreciate them so we'll see yeah so we'll see what happens with the gunsmith and uh yeah nearest is stepping away from his infographic creation but again you know as i will say there's other resources for these things which is the nice thing about it being a, a big giant growing robust community but yeah, I mean, people come and go, things things start and stop. And uh, I want to have, I want to talk at least a little bit briefly. And and yeah, I I tossed a couple of the things in the in the show notes about Stadia shutting down because you know, I mean, Stadia, it is a little bit of a meme. It's a little bit of like, oh no, Stadia. Who who ever heard of Stadia? But there's a lot of things about Stadia that are good that are more than you know that are yeah. I mean, and that are more and are more and are serving more purposes than just it's a way to play. I mean. Without a doubt, first off, it's a way to play, period, full stop. Like, I was watching Fallout Fallout stream, and, you know, the guy whose name is Stadia Time, he plays on Stadia. That's his primary way to interact and play with Destiny. It, it, the, it's, it's a fantastic resource to just load up a web page and get to the game faster than what I can do on my Series X in my living room. It's just like, click, click, click. I know it, if you have a really fast PC, it's very similar, 
but it, it's just instant. I could get onto the game like I did earlier, look something up, which was quite complicated because I, I don't know how to use the keyboard to get to, to different character things. But you, I mean, if I plugged in a controller, I could have. But it, it was just like it's instant. It's there. And the the way that they kind of structured it, I mean, when it initially started, it was a little bit laggy and things like that. But they've they've maintained that structure and and made it better and better. And I'm just really, really sad that they've not only for Destiny, but for the just the platform itself. It had so much like potential and it's still, you know, it, yeah, it's just sad that it's going. Yeah. I mean, and it's uh, I mean, again, you know, again, playing a game, you know, like, like the guy who tw- who would you know, um, put the forum post in about, hey, I started my de- my Guardian on Stadia. What happened to that? I saw another post earlier today from someone who's put 6,000 hours into Red Dead Redemption on Stadia. It's like, sure, you're refunding my, you know, my purchase or my hardware or whatever, but I'm now losing all of this time I've put. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why we play games. We enjoy them. Like, you know, just to have your game, you know, to, to have someone say, oh, hey, Destiny's going away in January. You know, all the end of January, Destiny goes away. And this whole thing you've been spending time playing or interacting with is just gone just outside of your control it just disappears it's like you 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 know you invest in this platform you you spend all this time and playing this game or all these games and they're just gone tomorrow which is like yeah you get your money back but in some ways it's not about the money no and that's and i know um something something i just learned about from from Again, I I feel like I'm I'm not a I'm not a Fallout shill here, but I just I watch a lot of Fallout period. Well, I watch Fallout periodically, you know. Again, because I knew he he was buddies with the guy who runs Stadia, or not runs Stadia. God, uses the uses the game, you know, plays on Stadia Stadia time, but also the guy who has the checkpoints, like has a bot that hands out checkpoints. Yes, yeah, I, for people is also powered by Stadia. Because I was wondering how in the world do you do that? There are bots that use Stadia to you know interact with the game and do it that way. Because I saw I saw a tweet from him somewhere that I didn't grab for the show because I wasn't thinking about it at the time about him basically saying yeah I need to figure out a solution to this because it's it's all going to go down when Stadia goes down if there is another solution and just and and I mean Bungie has talked multiple times about how valuable Stadia was for QA for testing you know not just in a global pandemic but just full stop overall saying you're all playing the game on equal footing you know you're all testing the game so you know with the same requirements you're all on it through Stadia. Let's see what happens. Let's see, you know, go find the bugs. And I had seen some un, some sort of rumored reports where Google was talking to Bungie, I guess, earlier on. And again, this is, I think, I, I can't remember where I saw I, I've only seen like one or two stories, or, you know, one or two links to this, so I don't know how much truth there is to it. But I had seen where, the, where Google and Bungie, Google was sort of trying to get Bungie to work with them. Google basically saying, we'll power the back end. We'll do the infrastructure side. But you, Bungie, we want to partner with you to sort of build out the front end, build out sort of like the user experience side of Stadia. And actually get a deeper integration with Bungie, not just having Destiny be sort of like their flagship Stadia game, which I mean, I I, I know about Stadia solely through Destiny 2, solely through Bungie. Like I never saw it, you know, advertised or linked or anything anywhere else, which may be part of the problem with it. But I mean, it it did sort of seem to be that was sort of the flagship, you know, there was some, you know, some level of collaboration because Bungie has said, hey, we worked really close with the Stadia developers to make Destiny 2 the best it could be on Stadia. Like, there was a lot of collaboration there. And they lose, you know, this huge QA testing platform, this huge platform their game is on. I mean, you know, again, it's just all these different things where it's not just, oh, a couple of people, haha, you know, a couple of people lose Stadia. But yeah, if if, you're, if your character was created there, it's gone. 
if you're using it to test develop to do games, I saw tweets from developers who were like, we have a game coming out on Stadia in October, November, December of this year, and also didn't receive any prior word that Stadia was shutting down. So you've worked hard on this game for however many years yeah. to have this game come out on a platform that's not going to exist at the end of January. I suppose like, how crushing is that? The problem is that if they told one person outside the closed group, it would have leaked out mm -hmm. and then just chaos would have ensued. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, they, they've had to tell everybody at the same time. But then saying that, you know, you've got Xbox with their cloud system like up and running and it is near, near enough as good as Google with the things that you can do. I mean, it's very limited with, you know, you have to be subscribed to their like unlimited plan, but it has access to like hundreds of games and things like that. I mean, unfortunately, Destiny's not on there. I mean, I can stream. I think I can stream Destiny from my Xbox to the cloud server and play it that way. But yeah, there's 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 going to be kind of workarounds and things like that. But it's it's very sad that Stadia is having to to go because it's not like it's a, a small company that's having to fold. It's it's Google. Go Google could easily, I think, afford to keep this going. Purity and I had this exact conversation before you joined earlier. Even if like. With Microsoft, I mean, Microsoft is a prime example. When they started the Xbox 360 production, they were losing money, but they were gaining in the, the grounds that they were for the games that they had on there. So eventually it, it kind of came around that they were, they were making money, but it took a hell of a long time. And I think, you know, you've only got to look at companies like that, that just if you put the time and the effort in to keep it going and going and going... Unless, you know, you've got like nobody's by or even partner up with Xbox, partner up with PlayStation, get like Google Stadia as part of like the, the ecosystem. I think it would have kind of worked. But yeah. 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 I mean, I think a lot, a lot of people have said, I, you know, I'm finding out Stadia existed by hearing that Stadia was shutting down. It just it, it's almost like, you know, it's like it's a Google project. But they spun up and just never really put that power. I think it was sort of like, we're going to spin this up and rely on, you know, people like Bungie to sort of talk about it and get people onto the platform. I, other than, you know, you know, getting an ad from Google or email from Google. Hey, Google account holder, we have a Stadia thing. Like there was never, it was never a thing that people knew about. And now it gets to join the, the Google graveyard. And if you, if you want to take a little walk down, down Google memory lane, killed by google.com. It just has a list of all the things that they've spun up and killed, spun up and killed. And Stadia has now been added to that. Unfortunately, it'll be about three years old. And then they said, eh, we're, we're done with this now. We're, we're through with it, which, you know, I, I want to be more optimistic about, you know, Google spinning up a thing, but you just, you never know what they're going to care about in the long term. You know, they have no 10 year plan for many things. Whereas Bungie, Bungie, I know I'm here for the long haul. We're, I'm in for the first 10, I'm in for the next 10. Let's go. Yeah. And that's what's so good about this game. Just, it's ongoing. Yeah. There's something to talk to you fine people about every single week. Exactly. And with that, I've got you some recommendations for what you could watch. Whilst, you know, the, the servers go down and you're thinking of things to do. I have some videos for you to check out on YouTube. So, well, yeah, what should I be watching? If you're a new player or, you know, you're a returning player and you're asking questions about weapon crafting, our pal Gator 
over in the Guardian Down podcast has his YouTube video out this week, Weapon Crafting 101. Go check that out if you are looking at kind of looking at into all the different terms and what these different elements are. He's got a guide for you, working it all out. Our pal, Froggy61815725, has another one of his out of bounds videos for the Catch Crash. So if you're interested in looking at all the different textures and where you can get to from going out of bounds on the Catch Crash, Froggy's got you covered with his monthly videos on how to do that. Our other friend, Cheese Forever, friend of the show, guest from way back, has his Easy War Priest Challenge Master Strat. So if you're trying to do that, when it comes back around again, Cheese has got a video covering you for that one. Fallout Plays this week had the Bungie tried to nerf this. So this is the farm with the daughters um, and rockets being kind of nerfed. Fallout's got a video on. It's not really nerfed. You can still farm the daughters. You can still have fun in the King's Fall raid. Go check that video out if you're interested in that. And then finally, because, you know, us PvP players out there were looking at this new bow coming from Trials going, I wonder what an adept version of this bow would look like and I wonder what kind of perks we could run and how strong it can be in Crucible. Well, never fear. Cool Guy has you covered with his best, yes, best lightweight bow, the Whistler's Whim guide. So, I mean, I watched it and I was like, you're kind of turning me off of it. But then, then he said magic words. And I was like, ooh, yes, tell me more. So I'm going to let him tell you more when you go and watch his video. And that's it. That's that, That's my videos for this week. I'm, I, I, I would say I'm almost left feeling wanting, but no. No, we, we've done so much. What, what about giving? We've done so much what so about far. giving? You know, have we have we told the people enough about the Patreon to get stuff from us? It feels like we have, but I mean, okay. we could always remind them patreon.com slash TTAH will get you there and get you into the secret Patreon channel where um, who knows who knows what you might end up with? Who knows what, what we might what little trinkets we might drop in there? Yes. And we mean that both both teasingly and realistically, because we, too, are just building this out and figuring this all out. So <laughs> if you're like, hey, I desperately want a thing. Uh, come come tell us what you desperately want and uh, we can make this happen. Unlike trying to get a certain person a, a jacket in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> also, while we're here and we're telling you about different stuff that we actually do apart from this podcast, uh, we've started streaming. Well, I have, and I'm trying to force these two into doing streaming as well. I'm trying to help guardians out there get through whatever they need to achieve. Now, I'm not guaranteeing that we'll get you a flawless because I can't go flawless by myself, but I, I could be the third wheel. I can help. Not necessarily on the day that I'm streaming at this point in time, but maybe further on down the line. Uh, not guaranteed we'll get you a raid clear. Maybe a dungeon. I can do dungeons. You know, I've got that kind of covered. Story, Crucible. Do you just need a friend in Crucible? I'm your guy. You know, I'm going to be streaming Wednesdays, 10 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time till roughly around. 2 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time every Wednesday. Now this is uh, during like when schools are in, and hopefully I'll have a special family edition during the school holidays because my kids are home. They need some focus from me. But you know what they've said to me? They said, "Dad, 
that that stream that we did that that one time with you can we do that again and i was like yes yes son yes daughter you can you can come and stream with me again so hopefully in the october half term that we've got coming up roughly around near halloween i'm going to do another family fun time stream and possibly now last time i took them through a dungeon and we got it completed so they did really well the the two of them possibly this time a raid i've got to get them up to power i guess first <laughs> that's probably my, my first challenge is that would be a good start get yes. them up to power and then hopefully our patreons have all kind of volunteered to help and respawners also help uh, volunteered to sherpa them and give guidance so yeah if if you want to see that that's going to be happening in about say two to three weeks time but in the meantime every week on a wednesday i will be streaming um and it's rough i think it's roughly around what is it 10 a.m is roughly about 5 a.m eastern time so I, I was catching people towards the end of the stream for like the last couple of weeks um so drop in and say hi if you if you want to say hi um and ask any questions while i'm there and I'll try and give you my best answers, but hopefully we can get a kind of stream schedule for these other two to kind of either join me or I join them and we can help guardians around the world even more so than just this podcast. We're going to have to rewrite the opener and tell people new things. No, no, we, we, we cut, That's all right. I cut that out of the open a long time ago. I'm sorry. You know, as we started, well, Respawn started streaming the, the podcast and it was like, well, we have to cut out that we're not streamers anymore. We technically do YouTube now because YouTube, put our, we put our podcast up there. So, uh, yeah, we yeah, we kind of are flat on our faces with that one. We weren't started... initially. Initially, we were telling you the truth. Initially, we weren't streamers or YouTubers. But slowly over time, we and kind of somehow... got into it. 193 episodes later that's all changed yeah so if you want to catch the stream it's over on twitch that's twitch forward slash two titans and a hunter i can't remember what it is now um twitch.tv slash two titans and a hunter and that's go. all spelled out no numbers anywhere it's also simultaneously streamed over on our youtube channel at the same time so i will talk to you from either you know i've got both windows up i can talk to you whenever which is also youtube.com slash Two Titans and a Hunter. There you go. Again, you find people have a search box. I believe in you. You can use it. Well, I think I think we've probably lost Mr. Respawn to an airplane. And we need to get Mr. Night Demon back. Actually, I just I just passed out. What happened? Being What's going on? Oh, nothing. Nothing's happening here. Hi guys. Well I just passed out and now Charlotte's up on the screen, so I'm about ready to hop on board. So for me. That's a big deuces, my guys. Deuces. Goodbye. Good luck. Godspeed. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. So, Respawn, thank you for joining us. Night Demon, thank you for joining us. And dear listener, thank you as always for joining us. Your Titans are parody of Night Demon. Your Hunter is no one responds in real life. Now, shortly, airborne, flying across the East Coast. You can email the show at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. You can find the show on Twitter at number two titans underscore hunter. Only place we have numbers. We like keeping you on your toes. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at Two Titans and a Hunter. You know how the search works. It's T W O T I T A N S and D A H U N T E R. Two Titans and a Hunter. Everywhere you want to be. 
You can find all your favorite guardians. Well, doing our best. Just doing our best day in and day out. Getting the loot, earning the bright dust, completing our weekly challenges. You should listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. If Spotify decides to share the show, it's hard to say what they want to do each week. But everywhere else you know where to find us, especially at 2titansandhunter.com or on YouTube where the show does show up every single week. And if you would like to join the Otter Dance Troop, threaten us with a good time, or you're just seeking Deacon's approval, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash T-T-A-H. And uh, yeah, it's going to grow and it's going to be wonderful. And before we leave you this week, Guardians, I have one little bit of homework for you. Ooh. Because Bungie wrote us along from Presage to Nightmares, the cycle of narrative evolution, which they talked about their inspiration for the season and the game and sort of, you know, where Aragorn came from and, and, and why, why things sort of in the season are the way they are. And they would like you to watch, well, they don't want you to watch necessarily. I would like you to watch the 90s horror film from 1997, Event Horizon. Because it's all about a ship that uh, goes through a wormhole and comes back different. Ah. So go enjoy your ver- Event Horizons. And uh, until next week. Great movie, by the way. We'll see you then. A whole bunch of good actors in it. But yeah, you've gone. You guys. can't come back. Get on your plane. Yeah, I'm going. Bye. Tough well. But no, this Halloween, I was hoping that we could each do a, a voice. Uh, one of us would be a ghost. One's Frankenstein. and Well, I'm sorry. One's Frankenstein's a monster. And Thank the other you. one would be like a werewolf um, or something, you know? And just do a show each one of us. I, I'm you know. claiming that I'm shorter than both of you here. So it's the taller one out of the two of you that is Frankenstein. And I'm guessing it's not you. Frankenstein's before. monster. Yeah. You can be Frankenstein. Frankenstein I'll be the monster. You be the monster. <laughs> I'm Dr. Frankenstein. I've created this monster. And I'll, I'll just be a zombie. I'll do the whole show where you can't understand a word I'm saying. I'm just like... Um, hang on a minute. That is 90% of our shows. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out wow. the gates today. Wow!